0: I can't believe that you went through security and they had no problems with, bullets. Didn't I mean, no quite like, uh, sir, we'd just like to know what you were doing with a bulletproof vest <laughs> traveling on an airplane. I mean, it's lucky you didn't get pulled in the back <laughs> room and do a cavity search.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I did check the rules and you can't have one. It's yeah. fine. You can even wear it during the fight, Matt. It, it's <laughs> That's fine. That's what you
2: should
1: have done. <laughs> put it on. Put it on. <laughs> just sit there with a bulletproof
0: vest looking around. There, everybody would just, they would not even sit by you. There is no best. way. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do on my next Yes. <laughs> look over and give them the head nod. Hey, what's up? That's How are you doing?
2: Start, start, start counting to 10. Good idea. <laughs>
0: Good morning, everybody! Wake up! Thanks for joining us. RC After Hours, back in the studio again for another podcast. First one of 2018. We're excited to be here, back in the studio, throwing out another podcast for everybody. Big show lined up, lots to talk about, all kinds of interesting stuff from news to Products to what's uh, what we're going to be doing here in the future. We got a great guest with us That that we'll introduce here in just a second Thanks everybody for joining us on Facebook live if not hop on there get on RC after-hours Facebook page and join us live Where we can interact with you answer some questions and hang out so lots of fun so Let's get into it. Um, I'm your host, Chris Ron Caglione. If uh, you're new to the show, uh, or if not, spread the word. We like to get more people in, and uh, hopefully, they would enjoy the show. Sitting across from me, the the great White Hunter, <laughs> who has been deerless here lately. And your story, you, you probably got to talk about your story oh, briefly, here yeah, briefly because it was it was really funny. Mike Coolins, hello everyone. How are you, Glad Mike? Glad to be here. Yep, warmed up from uh, being out deer hunting and oh, everything. yeah, yes. I'm going to go out this evening. You're though, nuts. Think, you're so. you're an idiot. Uh, joining us up there, <laughs> joining us up there in the fro. I'm not even going to say Great White North. It's <laughs> yeah, the frozen. 100. Chosen. Yeah. yeah, the the, the coldest oh capital city in the world. I mean, it's insane up there. But everybody's uh, favorite crazy Canadian, Andre Russo, <laughs> how you doing up there, buddy?
3: Good morning. Surviving, staying warm.
0: Good. And our special guest today, um, everybody's favorite Swede, I don't know what to call him now, I'm going to say the contaminated rocket knife maker, David Vindenstol. <laughs> Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey. We haven't talked Hello. to you for a while. It's good to have you back on the show and hang out and and catch up and see what's going on.
1: Hey, it's good to be back.
0: Good. It's, good. Uh,
1: it's quite toasty here compared to uh, Canada.
0: Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I can't believe, yeah. like, you usually have some nasty weather and it's you said it's right around freezing and hardly any snow. I mean, we're even worse off here in Ohio. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're having a good time.
0: good. Good. <laughs> Hey David, before we get rolling on uh, some things we want to talk about with you, uh, I, I'm curious to know w- Rocket Knife. I, it's kind of over with now and it was unbelievable. I couldn't wait every week to see what the heck you were going to do Same with that here. stupid thing. But I'm really curious to know what you learned through Rocket Knife. What was the best experience and what was the worst experience with Rocket Knife?
1: uh that's a, that's a pretty good one uh having fun with family is like really underrated mm-hmm. it's just a really good excuse to just have fun and do things that you couldn't when you were a kid like I really like destroying things <laughs> yes. and, but like it's it's difficult when you don't have explosives mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh yeah, most difficult stuff, most fun stuff. Um like the getting the rocket to work properly and like safely. Cuz you saw the first
2: yes. test, mm-hmm. right? Mhm.
1: It uh yeah, so <laughs> 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 I won't
2: forget that. Yeah, one. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, <That> was...
1: <laughs> it, it's a really fast charge and the the sled is made from wood in the first one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Which is a a really good idea. If you want the rocket to take off <laughs> from the rail. <laughs> so it just broke loose and just took off.
4: It's still in the air oh somewhere, gosh. I think.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's probably like 10 kilometers away. It's just... And we're just frozen. Oh, we're that's just, classic. Me and Hendrix just standing there like... What happened? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, where did it go?
1: Oh,
4: that's my favorite. Yeah,
0: it I, was, know.
1: I It was gone. Like, we... Yeah, we didn't even try to find it. Wow. It just, yeah. I know it Mike Friendly in. and
4: I sent him a text message with this guy and a knife in his, a fake knife in his. And I said, We found your knife in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: dying. <laughs> There's probably some farmer three miles away found it in this field going, Oh, look. His aliens, <laughs> you know? The aliens were here. Oh, man. Part of their ship. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh my
2: gosh. Oh, man. Uh,
1: no, but the the best one was uh easily the uh recreating Mythbuster's uh rocket car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's technically not rocket knife, but yeah, uh, it was so cool. So I strapped the rocket knife rocket on an RC car that Hobby King sent. It was mm-hmm. really nice. It was uh the desert fox. That thing is not made to have a rocket that produces 120 pounds of thrust. Uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. Uh, we got it to it work, was, though. Yeah, For I sure. saw the house. jump one, but
4: I didn't see <laughs> the one where it took off, I guess. I saw the one where it jumped vertically. Anyway, and it oh, right. Yeah, that's right a later right video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I must have missed the first one, then.
2: No, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> the was only one I missed, I
4: think.
0: It was, it was almost a, a perfect... Replica of the episode yeah, um, remember, MythBusters yeah, did. I, I couldn't believe like how it almost exactly.
4: I definitely have to grab that. Yeah. I, I like the yeah, destroyer it's the one. the
1: car episode. Like they, uh, that's like one of the first episodes they sure. did. The mm-hmm. first try they did. Uh, so they strapped these huge uh, jet assist takeoff things, mm-hmm. uh, rockets anyway that you put on planes to help them get off the ground quickly. Um the C one thirty used that a couple yep. of times, I think. Mm-hmm. And so the idea was that a guy did that, and it took off, and it just flew into a cliff. So we yeah. tried to do the same thing, and it did exactly the same thing mm-hmm. as Mythbusters.
0: Wow, that, that was, was pretty cool. cool. It, it seems to be it was I think it was the Star Destroyer though that That's actually the got that his really, the I most really hits, though. Correct?
1: Uh, no, it was the one earlier with the uh, the, the the Porsche. Porsche. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I
3: got James's face as I'm showing this. He goes, "Not a Lego car." (laughs) Yeah, it was priceless. Yeah, it was priceless.
0: Who who built those?
1: Uh,
4: me
0: and Joanna. Oh my gosh, the destroyer too, because that thing is freaking. How long did it take you to build the destroyer?
1: Yeah. a day and a half, two people? Oh, that's mm.
0: not too bad, really, but oh my it's, gosh. You're still pieces in that field, I'm yeah. sure of it. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be yeah, mowing yeah. those over with
0: a lawnmower for quite a <laughs> don't, while. Don't walk
4: out there barefoot, <laughs> yeah. let me tell you. You're gonna <laughs> going to be going, ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> like gravel. Yeah. My son and I watched that, and I really enjoyed that one, just the slow-mo mm-hmm. of watching that. Like your brother said, an alligator opening its mouth. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah. Like, the split. Did. But,
3: the one, the one that made James giggle so hard, and I, I messaged Dave right afterwards. It was, it was the pumpkin. Oh yeah, slow mo <laughs> the, on the pumpkin. Oh, he, did, I hadn't seen the kid laugh so hard. <laughs> he was coming up with suggestions. Uh, it was, I, but the best of all that was the fact that you know you found a legitimate hardcore reason to use your your uh, your slow mo cam
1: Thank daily, you, yeah.
3: man. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> um, did yeah. you did you have any close calls or things that went wrong or bad? Well, that first one with the wood,
1: I think. <laughs> that was yeah, bad, that was pretty bad. bad. <laughs> That's probably uh, worse. I cut out some stuff that happened. I figured but... you did.
0: I, there's there's always something goes wrong with David Vinstel, so I was just curious.
1: <sighs> you, know, real? Yeah. you still
0: have all your what?
4: arms and legs. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, it's it's fine. Rude. Yeah, we haven't lost sight in any eyes or anything. Good. <laughs> But yeah, the rocket blew up a couple of times for Ooh. different reasons,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but it's made to just shoot out the top mm-hmm. piece, so it's not a pipe bomb, but gotcha. you have a, uh, yeah, an intentional fatal point, but yeah, that flies out forward. The problem was that the fuel wasn't uh, burnt yet, like it hadn't Ooh. engulfed the whole thing before it exploded, so... The fuel went into a thousand little pieces that just showered us, and, hot and we tubs. got hot, really sharp. Ooh, like yeah. So we um, yeah, they uh, got into the skin pretty uh, pretty Ooh. good. So Ooh. a little bit of bleeding, but it, it was a fine.
3: Of, a little bit of shrapnel, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. and oh, so gosh. after that, we're we we did not stand as close to the rocket anymore like i had to be that close at that moment though because we had the remote trigger was on a normal cable um tethered cable so uh, like, i kind of had to be that close to be able to trigger it at the right time yeah i later took a rc mm-hmm. remote and built a receiver so i had a wireless one and it's yeah it worked really good uh, but yeah close calls there and we Uh, Another episode, which didn't air, was we took an air tank from a paintball gun. Oh. Uh, It's 4,500
4: PSI. Yeah, CO2 cartridges or whatever.
1: No, not the cartridges. You use air. Air tank. uh, Yeah. Larger tank, Yeah. yeah. It's a scuba tank, but it's small. Okay. So it has the higher pressure than a scuba tank. And it was made from fiberglass, so... The idea was to cut it in half and have it explode like crazy hmm. and fly off. So super dangerous stuff. That was just when I built the new sled, okay, uh, and the metal sled, and it didn't have a uh, like a brace that went down. And I just spot welded it. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> so the, the front piece, just the, the knife in that, just bends off, like hmm. flies off the top, the front piece and it just makes a nick in the tank. The smallest of nicks. So at any point, that thing can explode. It was just laying on the ground. Ugh. I'm like I, I take up a board, a wooden board and I like Shielding walk closer. Yeah, closer, with... and, yeah, closer <laughs> and closer. And I'm like, this is the way I die. I'm, I'm okay with that though. <laughs> oh,
2: God. It's oh camera's God. rolling, right? Like, oh, it's
1: camera's rolling. Yeah. <laughs> So, so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was fine. It didn't explode, but it was hissing uh. like crazy. And it was just a tiny hole. Oh. Oh, that was a shame. That was an expensive tank, but it was my brother's, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I know what so he's talking what about. The, uh, we had... your... Go ahead. Sorry, I
3: was going to ask, what was your total camera carnage for, for the entire series?
1: Uh, I didn't lose a single camera. Nice. I know, right? Wow. But as soon as I did the uh, rocket jump car, uh, yeah, I destroyed the first camera. So it's only one camera in total for the series, but not the rocket knife,
2: Hmm. which is
1: amazing considering how many cameras that flew off and they all got stuff on it and that.
0: Uh, Bill Decker wants to know if anybody, if you had any phone calls or have been visited by Sweden's Homeland Security yet. (laughs) (laughs)
1: no <laughs> so, but i'm pretty sure i'm on a list so <laughs>
0: <not>. <laughs> we are watching you yeah, That's uh, i hear
3: you
1: yeah <laughs> the uh episode where i did the uh bulletproof vest mm-hmm um uh, mm-hmm. i went to the uk to pick that up mm. did i tell this story Mm-mm.
3: you'd mentioned well that was yeah you you'd because per- i think we discussed it on the first show but it's been like months so yeah All right. t-
1: tell that Point again one. um yeah, so I flew over to the UK because uh, I I couldn't ship it here, or it was super expensive. Um, so it's a it was a bulletproof vest that they uh, use the uh, the police use there. So it's made to be uh, bullet, stab, and shank proof. Like wow! It's made to be really um, uh, stab proof. That's the highest priority for the UK mm-hmm. because knives are the biggest threat. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I bought one, mil- or like military surplus, uh, got it shipped to a friend and then went over because the air ticket to the UK to fly back. to London and back is cheaper than taking the bus to the airport.
0: Wow.
1: It is stupid. I don't know how to do that. But anyway, so I flew there, uh, had a good time with them, uh, packed it in my backpack <laughs> and went through security.
0: Oh my gosh, you're kidding me
1: yeah I'm like <laughs> sweating. Oh, no and I kidding. got a computer from him too. I got or I got two computers from him, um one that I should punch and another to download footage, uh, which I traded him for but um <laughs> so I went to the, yeah security and i I'm like throwing out all these electronics, multiple computers, and I kept the bulletproof vest in the bag. it went through <laughs> and it like and the bag gets pushed off to a separate
2: mm-hmm.
1: the second what do you call it anyway, so um and the guy's like, "Who's this?" I'm like, hey <laughs> you know so, look look happy um um he's like okay i there's an item in here which is uh uh a little bit dense I'm like uh-huh. uh what <laughs> like yeah it's Roughly the shape of a, like the size of a grapefruit. Oh, it's a, it's the 3D printed fist he's interested uh, in. <laughs> not the stab-proof
0: bulletproof vest. It's the the. Oh my gosh! You're kidding. The 3D
1: printed hand. I'm gonna use. So I pulled that out without showing the bulletproof vest. Sure. And it was completely fine. He's like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, oh yeah, you can see the small layers. and everything here and he's like "Ooh, that's that's pretty neat that thing held up
0: unbelievable through the episode it's awesome i can't believe that you went through security and they had no problems with didn't i mean no quite like uh sir we'd just like to know what you were doing with a bulletproof vest (laughs) traveling on an airplane i mean it's lucky you didn't get pulled in the back (laughs) room and do a cavity search
1: (laughs) i know right i did check the rules and you can't have one it's yeah. fine. You can even wear it during the flight and that. It, <laughs> That's fine, what you should have done. put it on. Just put it on. Just
0: sit there with a bulletproof vest, looking around. There, everybody wouldn't. They would not even sit by you. There is no way. I know what I'm going to do on my next. Yes. Trip. <laughs> look over and give him the head nod. Hey, what's up? How are you doing?
2: Start, start counting to ten. Good idea. <laughs> Feeling safe already. <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> Dude, the gorilla. Poem. Yep. I'm <laughs>
2: doing all right here.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: oh my gosh.
4: Oh my gosh. That'd be hilarious. Oh, wow. I'd be freaking out if someone got on a plane with a blow up Yep. Vo- I'd be yep. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm getting the next plane. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me.
0: <laughs> I need off this plane.
4: doesn't look good. No. I don't know why. I get those bad senses every now and then.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, so what's your fa- favorite episode then?
0: Man, that's Let's tough do- to say. They were all like really I good. enjoyed so many of them. I know, I'm trying to think back now that uh I thought it actually it was pretty cool because a long time ago when you first started this, Mike Collins brought up the idea of doing the paint can stuff. You know, uh, yep. I'm sure other people did as well, yeah. but I, but that I, was, I definitely was one I wanted to yeah, see. Yeah, that was one of his first ideas when you first started. I'm like, you ought to just tell him that's a that's a cool idea. And I was actually quite surprised at how how well it went and what it looked like afterwards. And then for you to and like know, sell right? it, I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Yes, I mean they're actually they they were actually they looked good i mean i probably would have bought one and those
4: you know? neon ones i saw in a later episode that's like the neon painting mm-hmm. or whatever scheme yeah we did
1: um at night and yes. favorite quote is we should have thought this through <laughs> 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 just stuff is on fire everywhere. Yes. yeah yes. <laughs> oh, that was a really good shoot that was a fun evening
0: yeah oh. And even in the beginning, before you, I, I think it was before you really hosed down the hay with water or something, when you had that major kind of fire, when the hay <laughs> caught on fire. That wasn't good either. I bet you were a little panicky yeah, yeah. at that point.
1: Yeah, a little. Not too little bad. Bit. It's fine. We had an extinguisher, but it was in the car.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had a little Begeaser hose. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's funny.
4: I forget yeah. on that one, I saw the sparkler stayed lit. I forget, if something weird in that foot slow-mo where you see like something staying lit longer or something. I can't remember if it was a sparkler or what, but it's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah,
1: the sparklers fly by. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool because everything gets cut, and it's not until you get the perfect gas-to-air mixture mm-hmm. that they it starts the fireball. Yes, right, it's, yes. It's pretty neat. I like right. it.
0: So, just out of curiosity, before we move on, what uh, do you have anything next in the works? Are you going to tr- do maybe
1: something else with Rocketknife? He, did, Rocket like a, he did a
4: poll on what people wanted, and uh-huh. I'm curious to know what the results are, what, yeah. what he's going to do. I'm wondering what's oh, next
1: on the list. I didn't know you saw that, Mike. Did you vote?
4: <laughs> I don't think I voted, but I always like dumb things. So I probably would have voted for similar things like <laughs> Rocket Sled if I did vote.
1: Okay, yeah. The uh, no, I'm probably not gonna do more rocket knife. Probably not. Um, it kind of ran its course. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like there's a lot of work involved yes. in that thing. Yes.
0: Yes. So,
1: so I kind of want to do make videos uh, and stupid stuff, but just like the uh, the rocket jump car, uh, where I showed how I made the the contraption that held the rocket and everything, how I modified the car hmm like more or less like peter's videos i think basically. i saw
4: that like where you were cutting it out and making a different frame for it and stuff the one video you kind of yeah. shed some detail on
1: it i know that was pretty more cool. like that so people learn something it's fun to make yes. things and not just destroy even though i usually just i have to make things in order to the destroy disco. them <laughs> yes but yes. yeah i usually don't show that part which i think a lot of people didn't like especially in the beginning 'Cause it just looks like we're destroying things for the sake of destroying things, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there's a higher point to it. Um but yeah, like I shot a video of me making a ring out of a meteorite.
4: Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes, I did see that. You were trying to make two or something out of one piece? Yeah, I
1: made three. So oh, we cool. made, we yeah, we went split seas three ways um and yeah i had enough material to make three which was really good Mm -hmm. but you're kind of nervous when you start cutting into (laughs) a meteorite that's (laughs) older than the earth yeah
4: well i saw it look like someone else shared like their their ring or whatever and there was some pretty cool ones or at least one i saw that was really nicely done i think you got some information from that guy from what i was reading
0: yeah.
2: Yep.
4: It was really neat.
0: It was even interesting how you how you got it. Um, I was talking to Adam Drain. But, <laughs> oh <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. He was my mule. Yeah. Did you see the T-shirt he posted?
0: <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. I said, dude, you got some big cojones to <laughs> throw that, on, that. I know. Throw he that on Instagram. Listeners. It says. Uh, uh, he says, "I'm not yeah, gay, but twenty bucks is twenty bucks."
2: <laughs>
1: Mad uh, props Adam, to Adam. I didn't want that out there. You should not have yes. shown that picture to us. That's gonna last forever. And
3: once
4: you post it on everybody, yeah. it's it's there forever.
0: Nope. Yep. So. all right. Well, hey, so, let's let's. Oh, go ahead. Did you have another question, Andre?
3: Well, I was gonna ask. I had two two points. So. Mm-hmm. um Are you going to auction off the fist or the rocket? Since you were doing the art, and I have to say, for me, you're asking what your favorite was. I still think the Jello was awesome and how it just opened up, you know. And I'm like, that's so cool. I was
1: I was looking more expected.
3: Yeah, it was the way it separated. I was expecting more ballistic gel stuff from you, man. I tell (laughs) you,
1: it is hard to make, and it's really, really expensive to buy the real stuff. So yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I wanted to do more jello but eh, I don't know. Uh, probably not going to sell the fist in that though. Uh, yeah. Shipping that is a nightmare. Like cuz <laughs> like when they do scans or like it's the GSR. <laughs> yes. Like one of the things they check is exactly the thing that's most of in the rocket. <laughs> it's like It's 60% of the rocket fuel, is the thing that they search for. Oh, like, man. So, yeah. You I, gotta I light
3: I, up like a Christmas tree next time yeah. you go flying, my friend. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I washed pretty good, and I didn't wear any clothes that I used when I went to the, the UK airport. to pick up yeah. the
2: vest <laughs> Yeah.
1: So that
0: residue sticks on you oh, like a gunpowder or yes. something like fire. a yeah. fire. You in. ever been swabbed flying? You ever do the that? Swabbed? Like when you go through security, I, they'll they'll take a swab I, and do your clothes oh or no. your bag I'm and then never, it goes oh yeah. in the machine. Oh, I've yes. I've never done that. Oh, yes. So if you can imagine if you had some residue or a shirt and they swab him, that machine would have went off like a Christmas tree.
1: Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> that would have been an awkward discussion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's you my know, YouTube channel, honest, uh, yeah. honest. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, that. I, I never heard of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh I've Every to me.
1: time I go travel, I get randomly selected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: I wonder I why. Gonna... But you guys look so shady. It doesn't <laughs> surprise
2: me. <laughs> I mean, he does look like Ted
0: Kaczynski, you know. Oh. <laughs> and he does live out in the middle of the nowhere in the woods. Yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Kaczyns- <laughs> yeah. That's.
2: I- that is true.
0: Yep. <laughs> so oh what do you? Gosh. What would you do? You know. <laughs> oh man. All right. Anyway, let's move on a little bit. <laughs> okay. One of the the main reasons why we're having you on is you got an just unbelievable experience flying in a real jet simulator. I think the first one maybe was the the vegan you did, and uh, was it a uh, an MD eighty? Yeah. I think was another nine. one. And the anyway, nine, I'll let you. Yeah. But. How did that come about? Like, where did this come up and go, yeah, hey, you know, you want to come up and fly a simulator?
1: It was actually... My brother gave it as a present when I turned 30.
2: Oh. uh,
1: It's on one of those sites um, Mm. where you get, like, experiences. You can buy experiences. Mm -hmm. They have packages and stuff. Mm -hmm. And this one was on there, and he's like, oh, this is perfect. So, because it is literally... As far away as you can get, not almost, from us. It's like five hours away from us. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty far drive. So, yeah, we kind of put that off for quite a while. But I'm going to go to Italy for three months here soon. So we needed to do it now Mm -hmm. for us. And we really wanted to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah.
1: So that's why we – because I haven't heard any information about this before. It's weird because, like, I would have gone
0: sooner earlier if I yeah. knew about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah. It's, it's, okay. So, I got the, uh, I got the experience from my brother, and he was gonna go with me. Um, the day of, he calls at three o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, says, uh, "I I just woke up. I, I'm dying." I'm so sick. I'm like, oh, no. No, no. We cannot uh, cancel because, yeah, I have to cancel a week in advance. Mm-hmm. And we booked the hotel room and everything. Oh, man. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go alone. Uh, so I called my friend, Christian uh, Mugensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on Facebook and that he is uh, yeah, a good friend. Uh, also into flight. So. Called him uh, as soon as he got back from work. He was like, "Hey, do you want to go fly simulator in Yavle, which is five hours away?" I was like, okay, yeah.
4: <laughs> Best kind of friend, like, sure, there, yeah. buddy. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: it was it was pretty awesome. I was like, because oh, I was freaking out like crazy. Like, who am I gonna take? Sure. And like, there's all this logistics, and it was uh, I was yeah, I had major angst. But yeah, so it worked out. We're like because we're going to leave in, like, an hour. Like, we need to go wow. now. like So we get there. <laughs> this poor guy, the, he's like, uh, okay, I got my go. backpack, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, take, take your burn back. let's go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we just jumped in the car, and we drove, and it was awesome. We just talked, and, uh, yeah, it was a really nice ride, and go to the hotel, and it was after check-in time, so... Uh, They just left the key on the pillow in the room. It was great. Like service was good and everything. And then the morning we got up. The idea from the start or in the beginning was that we should drive down on the same day and then drive back on the same day. And I'm so glad we didn't do that. Yeah,
3: no kidding.
1: Yeah, because we were exhausted Mm -hmm. sleeping in a hotel anyway. So, yeah, okay. It's morning. Everything is nice. Some snow has fallen. Everything is really nice. Like the sun is rising. We had a really good breakfast and we jump in the car, put on the GPS and we drive to this thing and it tells us everything, like turn right and all that. And we're like, uh the it's it's a company and it's a residential area. We're like, Oh, okay. So okay. You have a ride at your destination. We're like, uh, no, this is a normal house. <laughs> this is just some some guy's house. <laughs> it oh, says my on, gosh. Uh, on the garage, it says uh, Novair A.B., which is the, uh, the the company name. right? Really? Uh, okay. So park there and walk up to the door. and Yeah, just open. And uh, it's like more or less said on the door, like, this is, this is the place. We open and walk in, and it's someone's garage. We're like in someone's garage, and there's just – that's it. Like there's nothing there, it's just some guy's garage. Uh and the like you can hear it ding. Like there's a one of those things that yeah, they let you they let the people inside know that someone entered. And mm-hmm. uh, someone comes uh and shows up because we were like uh fifteen, twenty minutes early. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we don't wanna be late, obviously. Right. One of the best experiences ever. So uh, we walk, or like a, a guy walks in, and it's like, oh, okay. Um, sorry, we don't have anywhere to sit down. Uh, you can come with me though, and we walk downstairs. And he has this little, uh, um, like, what do you call it? A cinema room, mm-hmm. like. Um, so it has some real chairs, cinema chairs. Uh, pretty nice. Uh, like yeah, so we start talking to him, and it, it's. His name was Johan. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so uh, he is the guy that made the simulators.
0: You're kidding.
3: And we're
1: like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's not always there. So we're like, oh, oh cool. Mm. Uh, so we talked to him. He was um, in the Swedish military, but he's into flying. He had He got his license when he was 13 years old. He nice. got dispensation because his father was a trainer. So usually he can't get it until you 15. So he got a, got a license and everything. He loved flying. Got into the military. Did all the tests. He wanted to be a vegan pilot. Huh. And one of his eyes are not up to spec, according to the military. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, oh, ah. Oh. So you got to be a technician, repair, and take care of the vegan. Like, that would, that's kind of painful. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. everything you want to do. Yeah.
0: And, and they're like, you, no.
1: Yeah. Like, you have to... Yeah, you, you can make the food, but you can't taste it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so, that's why he kind of made the simulators. Because hmm. he, like, kind of payback. <laughs> like, a little bit something. Mm-hmm. He's into that stuff, though. It's very sophisticated things it took him two years to build each simulator which ah. is really quick considering all the things that's going on
0: yes yeah uh, uh,
1: yeah yeah we were just talking to him and then it was our turn we walk up and it's this uh, dark room and you see two sim- simulators so it's a chopped off nose of a J-35 Drogen, uh mm-hmm. and the G37 Viggen. It's the wow. AJS model which is the fanciest one because you have all the functions attack, uh, hunting and uh, destroying things more or less. Or, yeah, reconnaissance. Okay, anyway. Um, so, it's... So, these, it are, has,
4: these are in this guy's house is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Be, yeah. Is it a
4: big garage? It's got to be well, fairly they said big. They went upstairs. so I don't know. It it's somewhere yeah, else. Yeah.
1: No, it's in the garage. We went downstairs first. Uh, that was his base that I we see. were in. Um, so, yeah, it's in the garage. Like, for real. real. <laughs> there's two simulators and it has projectors. So, you get a huge screen. Um, so, you see everything. Like, it's... Uh, you see it a, yeah. on the side and in front of you. And, like, it's pretty immersive when when you're there. But you can like they have their own alcoves that so you can't see the other person like it's you're in a separate cubicle more or less Mm -hmm. uh, with your simulator and it is everything inside the plane in the cockpit is real it is the stuff from the planes and everything works like it's really cool. <laughs> like all the dials actually do things. <laughs> They're wow. not just
4: dummies or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And oh, it's so cool. They uh, they ask like, "Okay, what what size are you? Do you think it's going to be a small or large or medium?" I'm like, oh, what are you talking about?" Yeah, the G, your G-pants. What? <laughs> exactly. So you get to wear G-pants, which are <laughs> pants you wear That inflate and squeeze your legs when you pull G's because you don't want your blood flowing down and pooling up in your in your feet instead Mm -hmm. of being in your head. Right, then you pass out. Uh, So you get to take those, uh, put those on, and then you put a uh, life vest on as well, like the stuff that they actually wear. Mm -hmm. It's really, and then you climb in. He's like, okay, so this is the. the strap here, so strap that, strap there. Uh, pull it tight so you're really in there. Uh, okay, that's good. I'm gonna hook up your air, and all the fittings and everything is original. Uh, it's so cool. And then, mm. oh, it's man, it's so cool because you, when you climb up there, everything is just exactly like you've seen in like the museums and that. Mm-hmm. Like I've never sat in that cockpit, but I've seen it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's so. You, the first thing you do is you're like, okay, so you, you put your foot on the seat. I'm like, no, I'm no, I, that feels wrong. I'm not supposed <laughs> to stand on the seat. I'm like, oh, it's fine. That's what you do in an airplane mm-hmm. when you get yeah, in there. Yeah, and it was pretty spacious. Really, it was. That's why I was wondering yeah, if it I, was
4: tight or not, because mm-hmm. you're fairly tall.
1: No, I, yeah, I thought it was would be worse, but it it was completely fine. Hmm. On the other hand, I'm not supposed to be in that plane. I'm not going to be in that plane for a whole mission, and that. Yeah. So, and and I think that you had to be a certain height to survive the launch of those old rocket chairs. But mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure. Might make stuff up now. Um, and my friend climbs into the other one. I I took the vegan because right. of obvious obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the Draken is pretty cool. It's an earlier model. It's the one that the Viggen replaced. Mm-hmm. Cold War era uh, airplane that has, it was the first plane that had double Delta, if I remember correctly. So it's a, uh, looks like a, uh, a jet. Mm-hmm. Like you have the swept wing, but then you have, uh, it kicks out at the end to make another kind of wing shape. Like it, uh is i'm uh, like am i explaining that right do you yeah. understand yeah 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 okay cool um it was the fastest it had the fastest climb rate of its day it mm-hmm. was the fastest airplane to get up so it, it was only made as an interceptor mm. get up to height, shoots the bad guys out of the air land again mm-hmm. um but then they needed a more sophisticated airplanes that could do multiple roles. And that's why they made the vegan and it came in three different versions, which, uh, they, they did double, double, it could do two things at once. They had usually two dials at once. So you can do reconnaissance and attack for instance, or something. But this model came later and was the, the fancy one when you have all the three stuff. uh, he climbs into his and uh, like you have an instructor each mm-hmm. uh, cool. that tells you when you're in there what all the dials do uh, and like how you taxi and everything is like you probably already know how to fly. I'm like, yeah, I, it's case you don't have to do the super basic stuff
2: because mm-hmm.
1: they get a lot of people that nah, they don't. Yeah, they're not even into flying. Mm-hmm.
2: That's
4: they're what I was wondering: was dead. he was he intrigued with your knowledge on on the vegan, as as far as uh, this, your passion with it and stuff? I mean, could he sense?
1: <laughs> sense he could you. sense it. Otherwise, he would not have taken us down in his basement sure. and given us candy. But, mm. uh, <laughs> That's great. Uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah it was. Really, he was super nice, and yeah, I'll get to some more okay. points. It, we got we got to bonding after the flight. <laughs> Uh, So, like, okay, so you get the the accelerator um, is on the left. So, you have the first, um, there's, yeah, I don't want to say that. Okay, the first stage it's in is uh, park,
2: Mm -hmm. more
1: or less. So, the engine is just idling, and normal idling. When you're on the ground, it's not pushing anywhere or anything. Then you... Uh, push it in and push it forward, then you're in uh, like neutral for flying. That's the lowest RPM that you're going to run on the engine at any time. You're not, it, without it dying, more or less, installing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have the full throw, and then on a vegan you push it left when you're at full, and you have three-stage afterburner. <laughs>
0: wow. It
1: is awesome. <laughs> on, on the third level your fuel runs out in eight minutes wow <laughs> you're kidding <laughs> they're just dumping the fuel in the back they're not doing anything with it they just pour it out wow there
0: eight it. minutes
1: yeah you better so be relatively
0: pretty, it, close to home
1: <laughs> yes if you're gonna if you're gonna use that a lot they yeah mainly use it yeah they use it pretty sparingly yes uh, but like that's like that's
4: like somebody's tracking over. you and you're like, Okay, I you need it now they <laughs> <laughs> they're I'm in their
1: it was it's so fast. It was it's a huge airplane. Like it's heavy, it has a huge engine. They just took the biggest thing that they could and built a cool airplane around it. <laughs> uh, like it in real life it just it sounds like thunder and that's where it got more or less where it gets its name. It's big and it's, a, it's a, yeah, a Thunderbolt, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh, it's so cool. So they get the, so yeah, you got all that cool stuff and then um, you get the different dials. You should put this in that uh, thing and you should be in this mode for this. And like the only thing that didn't actually work was the radar, It scanned and all that, but it Mm -hmm. didn't show where the other airplane was. Mm -hmm. But he said he was working on that. For
0: you though, did it seem pretty complex? I mean, as far as everything or, or was it, it or was was it pretty simplified to where, you know what, this for being a, uh, at the time, a, you know, a fighter jet top the line, you know, it was fairly easy.
1: Uh, This, no, it's complicated. Like it's, there's a lot of information. Everything is more or less analog. So there's no processing that help no computers that help you with anything. It does have computer systems that mm-hmm. do things, but it's not intelligent. Mm-hmm. So it's not that's, a glass screen clockwork. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You have dials for everything. And <laughs> that's why you have these multi roles. You could only do normally two roles at the same time because uh, fit things in the cockpit and the pilot couldn't deal with the information flow mm. like there's too much things that mm-hmm. going on if you do multiple things at once so it it's, there's a lot of dials like it's it's pretty full <laughs> cool in there yeah uh, so if you don't know what's doing what i mean you can fly the plane but you can't fulfill the functions that it's right. designed to do yeah yeah like there's a lot of switches. It's crazy, <laughs> but it's really cool because you switch between the modes. Mm-hmm. Like so you switch between attack and reconnaissance and all that on the switch. Huh. It's like, really, cool. and then you can select different missiles and rockets with another <laughs> switch. <laughs> That's pretty cool. See, I'd probably get in a uh,
4: simulator and only be eight minutes because I'd be third for the whole
1: <laughs> time. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Eight
3: minutes of pure bliss. Okay, I'm done. And I'm um, pool cord. Yeah.
0: Out of here. G C yeah, yeah.
2: Everything for eight minutes. Yeah. Turn
0: blue and pass out after eight minutes. I'm good. It <laughs> uh, was well worth it.
1: Uh, they a light goes on when there's the fuel is getting low. But mm-hmm. he said. Yeah, we'll refuel you for free. Yeah. <laughs> but do, quarters. like—it's oh, awesome because you do get the indication when you're out of fuel, and they just reset it. So, like, you, oh my you God, can do real they put more quarters <laughs> <laughs> I Like that—that that was it's Fifty dead. more <laughs> cents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one more life. Okay, so the did you get, you, get hit? You get to and everything. <laughs> <laughs> like you get to start, and he tells you everything. and The startup procedure is done, and everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you taxi, and it has steerable nose wheel. The the Viggen has the the feet pedals, mm-hmm. so you get to steer with those. You have the tip the the toe brakes on it. Yep, and you can break individual uh, the uh, the individual tires as right. well. The wheels, nice. mm-hmm. so you can turn with the the wheels as well. So you can turn really ah, sharp. Okay. Really neat feature because this is a stole uh, aircraft. Mm-hmm. It was made to land on Swedish roads. Oh, wow. Like they made roads straight. So, <laughs> so it is awesome. If you've seen a video of it, it is amazing. Like <laughs> they just drive out some cars and uh, block the road. Uh-huh. And then this huge aircraft comes Jeez. in, flares, lands, and then has brakes. Where it's there's panels that go into the jet flow and pushes it forward. That's why it has those slits in the back of the engine huh or the, oh, the output okay. so yeah there's like a claw thing that just closes off and it pushes the air forwards and it then uses full brake brakes and it uses the Cross canards it, it, right? to press air over the wings. So you, yeah it just everything is just full brakes and it stops. And then it can back up using its jet engine. It doesn't huh. need a a push car yeah. or anything. So you can turn 180 degrees, park it, and then take off again.
0: Wow, wow. that is it awesome!
1: It is really cool for being an aircraft from that time. That was amazing.
0: Yes, do you imagine back in the day, you're hanging out on your porch? Here comes a vegan. Land.
2: <laughs> What's up?
0: <laughs> wow. Want a donut? Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. See you later.
2: Wow. On to your <laughs> uh, it
0: is really
1: a cool aircraft. Like, it's so cool. And
4: I don't want to jump uh, ahead, but are you going to get into some, like, dogfighting fighting talks, too? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah.
1: I am. Okay. So, take off. Yeah. You just taxi out. Uh, full Go. Mm-hmm. Well, afterburner. And then, like, yeah, he's like, okay, 250 kilometers an hour and you can lift off. Mm-hmm. Like, you can lift and the
2: rotation.
1: Like, back. it feels like you feel the speed. Like, that's yeah, weird. Like, it's, yeah, it was weird. It is. Like, I didn't How do they think about like it. That? Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. There's, but it's sound and vibration that's and all those small things. Like, there's, yeah, just everything you get. A sense of the aircraft and you get like yeah you get this just the sound makes a lot but just the small vibrations he put in transducers is that was yes. mm-hmm. yeah that that shook the plane like wow. shook. Base. the
3: base and everything
1: yeah. and it's yeah it's just really subtle and it's really good i and you had to think about it afterwards <laughs> like those small things but so yeah you take off and everything and my friend took and takes off just behind me so he sees me take off so you're in the same world at the same time oh, wow. each other. oh it's man it's really cool now, that's
4: an aspect i didn't think you were gonna share mm-hmm.
2: that i is know right
3: holy crap it was
1: so cool Did <sighs> so, you talk yeah,
3: to him did you talk uh, to your buddy that is yeah, really so- cool
1: when you get up in the air, it's like, oh, do you feel comfortable, uh, asks the uh, instructor. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, okay, close the hatch then. take, uh, Put on your earphones or the headphones.
3: Gotcha, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you,
1: yeah. yeah put uh, on your headphones, you pull this lever, and the canopy goes down in the same fashion that it did on the real aircraft. Wow. Mm-hmm. It goes down and locks in the same way. Really cool. So my friend does not have a hatch that has a motor in it that's not motorized, so mm-hmm. you had to... Unlock pull it, it pull it up, and then pull it down, and then lock it again. That's pretty neat. So you're up in the air, and you, yeah, you get to use the uh, communications button. Like you ho- press and hold it um, on the stick, and you can talk to your friend and the control tower because mm. the the instructors and the guy that uh, made everything they sit at a control center
2: mm-hmm. and
1: have all the displays that a control tower has. Ah. So they have maps where you're at and everything, and like it looks really cool. So they just talk to you in a real way. They, like they don't see what you're seeing if unless they switch to that view, but which, mm-hmm. which they didn't use. Like oh my gosh! So it's really cool. And it's like okay, where where's he at? Okay, 310 degrees. I'm like okay, mm, turn around. And like uh, and it goes up and uh, formation flying. Okay, or oh, do you want to do some formation flying? Like, heck, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, okay, So the... Any he head-on maneuvers? Friend, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh, man. coordinated turns, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <so, laughs> uh, it's so cool. So, yeah, formation flying. He comes up behind me, and I look up, and there's mirrors. You have the rear view mirrors, three of them. And you can see him awesome. in the mirror. Oh my god. Wow. So there's That's this so place cool. behind you that the the mirror's reflect. So it's you can see re- him like like approaching watch. and
4: stuff. That is so cool.
1: Yeah, but it's not just a display that you're looking at and have to refocus. That mirror is actually giving you the same distance as the front screen as that screen you're looking through the the mirror. Oh so it's exactly like in real life where you don't refocus the distance. Sure. Like small stuff like that just make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see a dragon coming up in the rear view mirror, and <laughs> it's oh, like you see your own wing, and it just comes up and just, yes. Uh, oh my gosh, so freaking cool. And you just have all the sounds and everything, and it's just, and we're talking to each other, like, yeah, okay, okay, increase speed a little bit. And then, just flying around like oh my gosh it's so cool it's difficult though Mm -hmm. it is really really difficult Mm -hmm. uh just to keep the speed in that um but after a little bit like i'll get everyone to do combat Uh
4: Uh he's
1: like yeah and three two one and i was in front and he was behind me so Uh, so he started off yeah he
4: started off better shape then
1: yeah it really did because usually you do the break. Right. You fly towards each other and you break and you start the combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do: full afterburner, ninety degree climb, because <laughs> I know he cannot keep up with that. Right. He cannot. Yeah, his plane cannot uh, accelerate climb as fast. He cannot accelerate. His engine is slower. Mm-hmm. Sure. So his afterburner is not as powerful, and he can't pull as quickly as I can. Sure. Uh, so the idea for me was that you pull it straight up and you pull mm-hmm. it over and do a loop and then shoot him. But I needed some altitude. That was my thinking at least.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One thing in the Viggin is that you can't fly over 18 degrees for sustained periods of time because you starve the engine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the and inlets the don't... Yeah, I mean it's pretty normal. Every airplane has this problem that it has a jet engine, uh, and it's worse the higher you get because you get less air. So eighteen degrees, uh, and you get separation from the uh, from the leading edges of the intakes. So the air becomes turbulent, mm-hmm. and you feel that in the stick.
2: Yeah, Wow. it
1: starts nice. shaking. Wow, like. So, it, like, it lets you know, and it's exactly that you're exactly, reaching that limitation there. Yeah, yeah, it's the exactly same thing that you yeah. feel in the real plane. Wow, it's really cool. So you're like, um, so I pulled up, and i was like, um, if I go too uh, hard straight up, and I don't have enough speed, I will pump the engine, and that is when the airflow reverses and flames come out the front of the plane instead of the back. <laughs> it, it is not a good thing. So, uh, it.
0: so you get a flame out.
1: Oh
4: man! Yes.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: and it's interesting stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I pull up and I was just uh, about to pull over, and I look at my altitude, and I'm pretty darn high. Uh, <laughs> it to what? Was it was a two and a half uh, uh, k? And then when I was done pulling up, I would, I think I was a ten k. Like, it was fast, uh, but I just as soon as uh, just as I pull over, I see flames just shoot straight forward, and I'm like, "Oh, I pumped the engine," is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But the control tower says, "You're hit."
2: Oh,
1: oh he shot you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man!" So what he did was he did a smaller circle. I pulled and I didn't pull hard enough. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. Yeah. I should have pulled harder because another cool thing is when you pull the stick, your pants inflate and the back inflates and the, uh, the, uh, like the seat you're sitting on inflates as well to push you into the harness. Oh. So it feels like there's pressure on you. Yeah, like It feels like you're being pushed against the seat right. more or less like it. It's so cool. So when you pull, it gets like it's 20 kilos of pull force on your hand, like from the stick, because it's a in the real plane. It is a manual stick. It's Mm -hmm. directly coupled to the control surface. So the more air that's going over it, the harder it's going to be to pull it. Yep, yep. So you're just pulling like crazy. You're like, ah, oh, on, And it feel, everything feels so freaking real. It's so cool. And you're like, ah, oh, you're going to pull and You're like, ah, oh, I'm just <laughs> going to pull over. Like you're so into it. And it's just flames. You're like, oh, come on. And then it's like, okay, you're hit. I'm like, ah, oh. and he says, but you're not dead. You have to hit the ground for it to reset.
0: Ah, uh, uh-huh.
1: I'm like, ah, oh, so, so you
0: I- get to fly the fiery death <laughs> right to the ground. <laughs>
1: Yep. But wow. I had all the control surfaces still working. Mm-hmm. I had three-stage afterburner on, mm. and he used heat-seeking missiles. And I think what the simulator thought was the rocket exploded far enough away that my plane would be okay to land. Uh,
2: the
1: More or less, some mm-hmm. damage, but yeah, I could still control it. So I pulled over, rolled, and uh, dove straight down. And I see this dot. I'm like, that's uh, him. He's uh, Christian's just, but it's not moving quickly. Like it's, he's moving really slow. Can. I'm just gonna Sneak aim up. towards him. <laughs> so I just. And <laughs> Is I this a suicide him, like,
4: mission, or was he just gonna try to fire on him? <laughs> that's what I want
1: to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I come on come on. he's not moving. I was thinking this he was easy. flying straight yeah, that's like, an easy target I'm trying to anticipate where he's gonna be. And he's in the same spot. Like, alright, alright. Come closer, come closer, see him. Uh uh what do you call that? Um I arm it and I do the cannon. So I shoot uh. the cannons at him. And and he goes into the ground and I win. Oh no way. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, what, oh my gosh, it's so good! But I didn't understand what happened because sure. I didn't think yeah. I I hit him or anything, and he was so close to the ground. Mm-hmm. So what happened for him? He told me afterwards was he pulled up and everything. He followed and he pulled really hard and he was so into it stalled. trying to shoot me, and he stalled.
0: Oh,
1: nice. that double delta airplane, the Draken, is notoriously horrendous at when you deep stall it huh because you get the death spiral mm-hmm. like you <laughs> in more or less you don't have any air going over the control surfaces mm-hmm. and the engines die because you don't get any airflow and it starts jaw spinning
2: oh you know, man
1: and falling over and everything so it is it killed a lot of pilots before they figured that out and the solution was don't fly too slow
4: mm-hmm. <laughs> so was he fallen when you shot him was he basically fallen or not or was he still yeah, glide? He was
1: trying to survive at that point uh, uh, wow. so he put he pushed his stick down the only thing you can do is hope for the best mm-hmm. and yeah increase airspeed right try to get out at and he kind of did. He's like, oh, okay, I, I think I got it. And he pulled out and he pulled too hard. So he oh. went straight into another stall. And he's trying to get out. And I'm like, and he just <laughs> goes to the ground. <sighs> oh, so good. A reset, and then we did some more combat. But it didn't, like, it's difficult. One thing I really wish they had was a screen above your head. Mm-hmm. So you could look out. Because that was the problem when you're entering a turn. You're turning and you're turning. You can't see behind you, so to speak. When you're doing combat, it's very important to look straight up. Mm -hmm. At least to me, how I'm thinking. Because you're in that turn and you can just look sideways a little bit. You only see what's beneath you and in front of you. And then it's just sky on your other side. But you kind of want to see if he's behind you. in, In my thinking, at least. Which he was almost always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to fly around and um, getting up to altitude and like dive around and yeah, trying to get around. But it's hard to do combat. Like, did you
4: did you get uh did you get to start behind him in any of those sessions? Did it give you the advantage. Know, we just
1: did. The, they they did would the never split.
4: They would never give you the advantage. Then
1: uh, I could have asked for it, but yeah, um, I'm a man, Mike. I just. <laughs> You can't do that. You
4: just deal with the worst situation. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah, that's what you do. So, yeah, we do the split and we fly around and everything. It was really cool. And uh, as I said, like all the Gs that you're pulling and flying around the tight circles and uh, turning the other way and trying to outmaneuver the other person, your hand is just shaking. It is hard work because we're sitting there like... Uh, I think it was 15 minutes that last fight, maybe 10 or 15 minutes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was shaking like crazy, and like, air, like, real fighter pilots, they do not grip the stick with two hands. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so they're like, enter! Enter! And the funny thing is, he's doing the exact same thing. He's sitting there like, no, jet pilots, do not grip it with two hands. So we're just yeah. Anyway, so and they're like, "Okay, so you uh, time is up, and we need to land." We're like, "Okay, cool." So, uh, we do formation, go into a formation flying, and I pull up behind him, and I kind of regret not flying the dragon for that mm-hmm. because you get to see a vegan pull up behind you in the rearview mirror, and then coming up on your side and fly with you. That would be so freaking cool.
0: Yeah. How what was your total time in the simulator? An hour. An hour. So after after that hour when you got out and were kind of unwinding a little bit, or even later on, say like he was ready for the five hour drive home. I was gonna say how how tired and exhausted were you after the experience?
1: Like, I was I was tired, but I could have gone longer, mm-hmm. but the my hand was shaking so bad, huh? Because you're, because you're yeah. pulling on it all the time doing the G stuff. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm. You're not pushing the plane shape. at its
4: limits all the time in dogfighting situations too. So, wow.
1: Yeah, I think I would have given up before the plane did. <laughs> so, like, I was, I couldn't do fine, like fine stuff, uh, like take out my credit card or something like that. It was really difficult. Like even small stuff, but it, mm-hmm. was, it was fine after an hour or so.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so
1: yeah, how was it, the landing? It was, uh, that was interesting. Because you get, is that called bobbins in uh, American? The four ball, the four lights? So you get, so okay, the, from the ball Yeah, the ball,
2: beginning.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, the you're, ball, yeah. You're, okay. you're
3: lining up, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay. So when you're lining up for a landing, there's four lights next to the runway. And they can either be white or they can be red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would have been awesome if they were green. Or like, yeah, red is a really good that, color, though. So
0: red is when you're sorry? low. White is you generally when you're high. And you, if it's the same type of ball, you want a a, a white and a red. Correct? Is that the way it was there?
1: Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So two red, two white. Yep. Is what you want to do, and you yes. want to have good speed, and mm-hmm. all that. So, uh, they tell you to go over. There's an island that everyone goes around and then lines up for their landing, it's like standard procedure at that airport because, you know, military mm-hmm. uh, You line up and they tell you, OK, do 500 kilometers an hour 550. I think it was. Keep that. And uh, yeah, do your approach. Look for the lights. Keep it at two and two okay that's fine i'll and just yeah okay four balls oh four balls of the other color Oh, four <laughs> balls of the other. Like, a little bit weaving and then yeah like, okay three balls okay that's better two <laughs> balls oh, sweet. three balls okay two balls okay and so you're just watching the balls mm-hmm. not doing anything else uh i come in and i pull down the uh the throttle come in and, and you did I'm put like, the okay, gear down okay. right <laughs> i did i okay. did like it's really cool. As soon as you pull down the gear, your aircraft slows down and it's rum like it's shaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's so freaking cool. It's like pull it and it's like, and you slow down I'm like oh cool, okay I'm ready. Uh, yeah. You go in and it's like they don't, they didn't speak anything like they didn't say anything more. I could have asked them for things mm-hmm. more like ah, I'll do this myself. It's fine. <laughs> uh, come in. I'm like okay, kill the throttle, go in. It's like. Idle throttle. Uh, I start pulling. I said, "Okay, flare. I got. I'm good. I'm straight on the center line. Everything is good. Pull, pull. Ah, flare. And the stick starts shaking. And pull it down. Like so. I land it on the back wheels. Keep it on the back wheels, like a freaking show pilot. No way. The nose gear down. It was so good. And I'm like, Oh yeah, perfect landing. And then I push the wrong pedal and go into the field. <laughs> 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 <Wee>! <laughs> it was oh. so I was so cocky at that point, and i was just oh <laughs>
2: wow,
0: it was really cool. So awesome. it, so it was fairly easy to land then,
1: bringing it in,
0: or did you really yeah, have to was. work at it?
1: No, you worked at it. Yeah, but I either I got really lucky. I, I mean, I'm kind of—I know how to land. Mm-hmm. I've been in enough aircraft that I know kind of what to do. Right. And there's no flaps or anything. You mm-hmm. just mind your own business. It's it's fine. So there's not a lot to keep your eye at, which yeah. is really good. Right. It's mostly speed and feel mm-hmm. of the plane. Uh. So yeah, it was it was fine. My uh, my friend crashed it though. He went oh. into a stall. Oh. Uh,
0: well, I'm curious. What's the landing speed on the vegan coming in? Do you remember? Uh, I did
1: 550 until the very last 550. Uh, Jeez. Until the very last uh, portion, mm-hmm. they didn't tell me anything else, mm-hmm. so I just re- reduced it as I felt was appropriate. But yeah. I think I touched down at like 300. What? It's like very, very, yeah, very, very last end. Wow. But it, I was stalling it. It was shaking the stick just wow. as I tush, touched it. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I have no clue what the landing speed is on that for, for real. But huh. yeah. <laughs> I just winged it. And my friend, he went into – his engine is so much slower uh, responding. Mm-hmm. And he went in. He was short and used the engine to pull up, uh, increase the throttle again. But it's so slow that – like it didn't do what he thought in it uh, and then he needed to slow down because it went up too much and everything and then he stalled it and crashed uh, um, and the guys nice. the the instructors like oh there's no one in the simulators after you so you can do another try mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm.
3: another landing yeah
1: yeah So I'm because like, someone had booked mine they have it's almost always full wow And so there's insulation on that simulator so it's um Yeah, so they were nice, guided at him, and he did a really good landing the second time.
2: uh, Wow. Which is awesome.
1: And that aircraft, so cool, it has a brake chute. Oh. So you go in, you land it, then you pull the brake chute, and then it breaks it, and then you pull it again, and it releases it. Ah. And you get to use that. Mm. This is really cool. Hmm. Uh,
3: For your information, Dave, it's 220 kilometer hour for for your landing speed.
1: Oh, seriously?
3: Seriously.
0: Oh, That's wow, I went fast. Yeah, That's I was going to say 300 sounded pretty high for landing speed. But <laughs>
3: you were coming in hot, buddy. Yeah, I was going to
0: say. <laughs>
1: well, you have must have been me. on a
0: 10,000-foot runway or 12,000-foot yeah. runway, huh?
1: Brakes are good, though. When like, yeah. you okay. break, you stop. Hmm. <laughs> All right,
0: so you get out of the vegan, and then I believe you went into an MD-80 airliner, correct?
1: Uh, the, yeah, we uh we did that. We talked to the guy. Um, a little bit more, and you, they give you a certificate. Like so mm-hmm. you flew it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's great if you're a kid. Uh,
2: <laughs> but it was pretty cool.
4: Did you get a button or yeah. something? To,
1: oh, Jesus. <laughs> lollipop. We, 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 uh, we we're gonna buy some stickers, uh, like um, the patch patches that you put on your jacket. So, but he's like, oh well, no, you can you can have those. It's uh, that's cool. So we talked about stuff, and he's like, oh. I heard you were into RC. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we're both into RC. And it's like points up at the ceiling, and he has a jet-propelled Lansen, which is a no. That's sorry. That was a Hawker Hunter, a British okay. airplane that the Swedish yep. Air Force used, and uh, it is a jet model, mm-hmm. full jet, and it was huge. It was cool, and it was all painted. And everything it was beautiful. And he flew it. He flew in competitions in jet scale competitions when he was younger. Um, did all these crazy things in RC. Like that was pretty cool. So we we talked more, and we went downstairs, talked more about um, RC and flying in general. And while we were down there, he showed that he had VR goggles. He had a setup. Uh, VR goggles and his little uh, simple personal uh, simulator.
3: Yeah.
1: So I had a VR simulator, a helicopter simulator. Oh. So he had uh, he made a chair. So he had everything, all the dials and everything, uh, like the the or the switches and everything you need, and the 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 throttle thing and the stick and everything. It looked pretty basic, but when you put on the headset and you have the three dimensional depth of it and the head tracking is so insanely good on yeah. these things. Like it, it doesn't feel like it's head tracking. It just feels like you're moving your head. So you get that, depth perception and everything. And, uh, you're in the helicopter and when you reach over and flip switches, they're in, they're in real life. They're in the same position in real life. So that was really cool. Uh, so we got to fly that. So we got to do the helicopter simulator afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you get so, motion sickness in that quick.
2: <laughs> oh, I bet. I was gonna say.
1: I bet. I
3: was gonna say. But I mean, that's where the simulators are going with with the VR tech. I mean, that's the you know that's where it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it would be so. Like he said, uh, if they had, if you had VR goggles on. Uh, but you could still still see the cockpit. If you had a camera or something that superimposed the real cockpit, so you yeah. still have the real feel and everything. But outside the window, like if you had that green screen.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be
1: ultimate. Like that would be so cool. Um, that would Because then you could take that simulator in like a trailer as well and go to uh, like air shows and everything and have people fly it very easily instead of having all the – Uh, projectors and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so we got to fly that and it was really fun it was super easy because we're used to uh, fpv flying like the multirotors so it's a piece of cake like it's it's fine as long as you keep this like it's if you fly fast forward it is super easy like it just yeah it's like flying fpv really
3: yeah but then you try and hover and the thing is just all over the place right
1: yeah, it was a little. It was a little bit difficult to land it at first. Like you're not used to it, and you can't pull um, collective too fast either because you, no. you you kill your lift completely. Yeah. You overload the, the the rotor. But it was pretty cool. I got it down and it was it was fine. But yeah, you feel kind of like it's 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 uh, yeah. It looks like you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> But it was really cool. But I, yeah, I, I flew it for maybe five minutes, and I was like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel pretty, uh, pretty good now. It's, I'm pretty done. Like I don't want to, because I felt the motion sickness coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I didn't think I could get that from just uh, simulator stuff. Like, that. yeah, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Christian got to try it as well. He hasn't flown FPV multirotors or anything, but he did really good. He had – Yeah, that's – long as you keep forward momentum, it's, it's fine. You get, you get used to it, but landing is, it's yeah. It's that
3: backward slide that you, you yeah. know you're done, right? Mm-hmm. You reset. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> awkward. Um,
1: but he was so nice, that guy. He, um, he had a laser cutter. He showed his room so, uh, and the 3D printer next to that. And got a lathe. It's the same model that I had, but uh, a model larger. Like everything, he just had the exact same interests as us. Like it was like exactly the same. And I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, mm, I can show you this video I did a long time ago of a FPV uh, scale thing where I put the camera in the cockpit and flew FPV. And he's like, oh, I already see that. It's the P-51. Yeah, I know your channel. Like, oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, and one of the instructors is like, oh, you're the guy from flight Test i like, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you fly RC? He's like, no. And it was just silent after that. I'm like, where do I go? Like, <laughs> yeah. if you, what? Like, Okay, why do you watch it? <laughs> exactly, if you don't have an interest in it. Yeah, he was really nice though. It was fine. Uh, but then, slightly off topic, he had a different headset, VR headset, that tracks you in the room where you are in the room so you can walk around.
3: Nice. So you're exploring a world. Yeah.
1: Yes. And
4: can you repeat the, that? Uh, I lost you on that one.
1: Okay. Uh, he has a another VR a VR headset that knows where you're at in the room, oh, okay. so you can walk around in the room and explore things. It's really cool. And the real like you have two handles, the controllers that you grab, and they're in the game. Like you, wherever you put them, with you pick them up and they look exactly the same in the game. So it's weird because that feedback is amazing. I didn't think it was that good.
4: They would line up.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. And the, uh, why the, the reason why he showed this was he gets, uh, real airplane pilots, the guys that flew these planes, like the vegan and that they come there. Um, uh, they book it for a whole weekend to do, uh, combat, uh, like competitions where the uh, yeah last man standing more or less just yeah, yeah. that's best uh, so they do the whole weekend they're always cocky cocky pilots
2: mm-hmm.
1: so he puts this VR headset on you it's really look it, it's nice you're standing on a, a street um, and you turn around and okay I'm in an elevator that's fine and you can walk outside the elevator and, get in again and it's like okay so push the button that says plank oh, all right push it and then mm-hmm, and puts headphones on you and it, there's uh music playing uh like the elevator music like, mm-hmm, and you're like mm-hmm. oh that's then uh you can see through the crack something's moving that's fine and then it says ding opens and you're on the 70th floor like you're 400 feet up, you're really, really, really high up. And there's this low board, low plank. That's <laughs> and you can see there's two nails, like on the end of it. And there's it's like no overlapping space. Real shady. The
4: plank. Yeah.
1: It's super shady. Yeah. And you're like, okay, walk out the plank. <laughs> All right.
4: That reminds me of the Matrix a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yeah it's, yeah, it's so weird because you're in a different world. When you walk, Even though the graphics aren't lifelike, mm-hmm. it feels so real. Because yeah. hmm. when you're moving around, you have a shadow and everything. Was there any wind? So, yeah. <laughs> Was there any wind? No. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you take the step. The plank is rather thick. Like, you can see it in the game. So, I put my foot out and I feel the plank.
2: Oh, the, wow. He
1: put out a plank in real life. On the floor. No way. Yes. (laughs) So you get to walk on a real (laughs) plank while in the VR simulator. Oh, man. It felt so weird. Because you're like, like you can feel the edge of it. And you're like, oh, oh, my gosh. So you walk out and it's fine. Like, I didn't feel anything, really, until you look back or turn around. Then you're like, oh, (laughs) everything just hits you. Wow! You're like, oh, crap! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, and you, yeah, you, you get back quick. Like you try to get back quick, really quick. Uh, it's oh my it's so cool. And he told us, um, oh, by the way, Christian is afraid of heights, but he still did it. <laughs> he was sweating. He got halfway out, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. he was just froze. <laughs> oh, Okay. I think
2: he's done.
3: Wow. It's, a, it's does amazing b- how the mind it, and what they can do just to how like how mind. it were We're Mm -hmm. able to actually, you know, convert that to a reality sense, you know, and how Mm -hmm. what and I I know I've watched things on test it and they say it's just these subtle little cues that they've discovered that allows the VR to work in the sense that, you know, we can we can make that leap between reality and the fiction and and just and and make the technology work. So you're in that immersive experience.
4: Does anyone fall or break their glasses or anything? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, he, i got some good stories yeah, i was gonna say the, this is too
4: much going on here
1: the uh the airplane pilots uh they're super cocky as usual oh uh, yeah uh, so he sends out the elevator i can see yeah it. and everyone's like oh my gosh oh my gosh they more or less jump back yeah uh, but uh, one guy shows up late and he's a display pilot what do you call that the um air show pilot mm-hmm. and he's all Extra cocky because he's a show pilot, you know. <laughs> and every, everyone's like, Oh, you should try this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Trying to contain their laughter in the corner.
2: Sure.
1: And they're all sitting in that and uh, those uh, seats and everything. And he's like, Oh, what? Put this thing on? Okay, fine. <laughs> all right. Oh, am I supposed to walk out on that? Oh, fine. And he walks out and, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. the feel it in real life. And he just walks out to the end. Uh, Stands there and like, oh no what? Turn around. He turns around and goes, jumps straight forward into the wall into the last guy's lap.
2: you're kidding
1: Stop. over the over the room you <laughs> just hit him at that point he's like I need to get back into the elevator You oh, to see it. him
4: act that way though with Mr. Big Shot wow <laughs> yeah, That's so good Priceless. wow <laughs> oh, this guy's had Sorry. to be dying oh my
0: gosh you know, it really is amazing. Um, Just a, a, a quick story. That's a great story, by the way. We were on vacation down in Disney, and um, we went to a couple of the parks down there. And one of the the first rides we rode was the the, Harry, the new Harry Potter ride at uh, one of the parks down there. And we got on there, and it's a VR. You're in a car and everything. But when we were done, we were all sick. Like, I, I – most everything doesn't bother me unless I actually go in a circle or something. I can take everything. But I'm on a VR ride, and we literally get sick. And I couldn't believe that feeling like your your stomach's going up into your chest. And, and I'm like, how does that happen on a VR ride? You know what yeah. I mean? So then yeah. uh, about a week later, we were over at, uh, I think it's Disney Animal Kingdom. And they have the new Avatar VR ride. It's supposed to be one of the best VR rides in the world, and of course we had to ride it. Got on that thing. They sh- strap you in. You're 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 like on a back of one of those. I don't know what they were. Them dragon things, right, Mike? You've seen the movie, mm-hmm. yep. obviously. Yeah. Within 30 seconds, I had to close my eyes because I couldn't take it. Too Literally, just couldn't senses, take yeah. it. I couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe. Mine it. was
4: much more mild. I was on that. What was it? Sore. <laughs> and I was like, I got sick just riding that swinger around that sore thing in VR because the screen is like wrapped around. Yeah, it. it's a huge screen, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was too much on the senses. Yeah, I, was, I felt
0: wheezy after that. I'm like,
4: that's pretty pathetic. I, I hate know to do the
0: sore one. So I'd close my eyes for a couple minutes, and then I'd open them, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Oh, gotta close them again. <laughs> it was just crazy how real that thing was. I just couldn't Did believe they have it. And stuff? What's but, that? Do they have barf? Bags no, and stuff? no, <laughs> they well, did you not. Have your goggles on? How would you see? Well, <laughs> the the Avatar ride and and the um, uh, Harry Potter you're not you're not wearing VR. They're the actual screens are in yeah, front of you. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. But it is
0: unbelievable <laughs> a VR how... barf bag. That's y- funny. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> I'd have a hefty, oh, a hefty okay. <laughs> <laughs> sack. Yeah, uh,
3: the uh, a lot of I've been watching the coverage for uh, the consumer electronics show in Vegas and like VR is the hot ticket. And What's nice now is they're getting to the point in the technology where um, they're able to make goggles and, and devices that don't need like a phone, a dedicated phone or dedicated computer. So, you know, they are their own device. So that technology is coming on. And there was some pretty cool, like, you know, full-on simulators where the guys are they're riding on a dragon, like I said, Chris, but then they go and roll over and the whole the whole contraption rolls. Uh, so the movement, mm, your body movement mm-hmm. and your goggle movement are timed. Oh, and that wow. Is, yeah. I was on so. a
4: ride like that. I forget what it was called. Something, tor- Night's Torture or something. But it would <laughs> it would rotate you like... Uh you're basically on the end of an arm like a caterpillar or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it oh. just I mean it was <laughs> there was three different levels you could go, and I took the advance because I was like my wife and son they they thought they'd get a kick out of uh-huh. that. And I'm like, man, that thing was spinning me all uh-huh.
2: different directions. <laughs> I
4: was like the most wicked ride I was ever on. I think that was out in California, but uh, oh yeah. my gosh, that awesome. thing was yeah. awesome.
1: I mean if if you put V R on that, <laughs> i lost my lunch oh. sure
0: <laughs> That's crazy. I
1: wanted to do the same thing but you fly f p d So you get the you oh, take yeah. the telemetry down from the plane So oh, you're wow. flying a real thing and have have motion
4: the whole motion at the same f- time. Oh, that would be so cool. cool. Yeah,
1: oh. Get, oh Man yeah, that would make you throw up. quickly. <laughs> Especially if I was riding oh. with, like, the Rotor Riot guys or something. I'd, like, yeah. I'd lose my lunch in a heartbeat a, if I had to feel yeah, all that. A, yeah, Uh-oh. limit to uh, 3,000 <laughs> degrees per second or something. Uh, hey, uh, uh, Jason Austin
0: said, said both the FT guys and the R group guys have said that if you have a Horizon reference that you won't get sick or as sick. Let me make a little oh. statement to that because... Uh, I've got lots of years under me of scuba diving, and if anybody's ever been out on a small boat in either Lake Erie or, or which I do a lot of diving in, or out in the ocean, that reference on the horizon does not always work. But yes, <laughs> he he is correct. If you are um, yeah. out and about, if you do, you know, take your eyes and look at the horizon, you know, you're not looking down at the water and bobbing up and down. That will help you, but that doesn't always. <laughs> affect you know work well there's been many times where i just want to get in the water and puke my guts out and then i'm fine and have the fish follow me around for five minutes (laughs) shaman yeah so that's pretty funny i think
1: the problem is the disconnect between the motion and what you're seeing yes like it doesn't perfectly match up it's not great
0: correct
4: I'll tell you, I can't even handle 3D movies anymore. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> pathetic.
0: Oh, man.
4: Every time there's, like, something 3D, I'm like, can we just avoid the 3D movies? Mm-hmm. My
3: son yeah. always wants to do that. Yeah. yeah. That's just a camera lens and everything, yeah.
2: Wow,
1: yeah, David. So we did... talk, yeah, we, we talked to him, like, uh, an hour-ish after mm-hmm. that, and then he's like, oh, do you want to see the uh, MD, uh, MD9 simulator? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like yes, <laughs> so it's upstairs. He's built it upstairs this one because he couldn't fit it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it is, uh, I, it is even more real because you have so little um, windscreen space mm-hmm. or windscreen area on that, and you have yep. you know, in full displays, and there's all already those cracks in it, so you can put displays. Like perfectly lined up with the the cracks as well because you don't need one continuous uh, screen and it still looks exactly like just one screen. Mm-hmm. So that was really that was really cool and it's uh, you even got the in the windows you have the connector for the heated uh, the heater panes in there in the windows like just small like small details like it was really cool. So we got to do. Oh, for those who don't know, that's an airline, smaller airline uh, jet. Mm-hmm. So you get the engines in the back, I yep. believe. Uh, so it goes through the whole startup sequence. You get to do everything, like push this, push that. Um, and this is the reason why, why we're doing that. And you can see this dial. We need that to be over eight. And like it's, oh, it's really cool. And like every single thing like the startup procedure is pretty complicated stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this guy uh, had his uh, own
4: Universal Studios, like in his house. It sounds like.
1: Yeah, it was, <laughs> that's it was cool. really cool. This one was kind of uh, he cheated a little bit. It's the foot pedals are from a Hawker Hunter and like stuff like that. He just stole parts, but it, it it's like exactly. Like the real thing. I mean, I never been in one, so I can't say, but it felt really real. Like mm-hmm. everything, it felt legit. And all the dials and everything are original stuff. So it, it's really cool because you get to learn why they turn off the AC when they start the engines.
0: And why is it?
1: So you start up everything, you have the uh, uh, auxiliary power unit, APU, that mm-hmm. you start up yes. first. Yep. Um, so that gives you power. So everything starts up, you have electricity in that. So that's usually when lights and that comes on in the in the airplane. Uh, see things and that's, yeah, the first stage. The, you go through this checklist of everything, turning stuff on while the APU is running. And yeah, you usually turn on the AC as soon as possible for the... Um, Passengers, if Mm -hmm. it's hot. Turn that on. But then, you start the engines using air.
0: Yes, yes. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: That was really cool. So, they turn off the AC because there's not enough pressure if you run the AC and the engines at the same time. Yeah. And you start one engine at a time. So, you pull up up this lever straight towards you. And it's so cool because it's the... Speakers and that is in the back, far, far back, and you hear one engine starting, like it sounds like it's in the back, far back, like, Mm -hmm. and it's so subtle, like it's at the right level. It's not too high, it's not too low, and he had transducers there too, so you could, like, when you taxi in that, you can feel the ground. And I'm like, and you hear this start, okay, we do the other engine,, okay, cool, and now we can turn on the a c again for the people, mm-hmm. then we turn on the uh fastened seatbelt lights here, and we can talk <laughs> a little bit, and uh, like all the dials, okay, so revving up stuff, okay, okay, we're good to go. We can start backing up, uh and I did not know, I learned something that was. I I never thought about this. I always thought you steered on the ground using the foot pedals.
0: Nope. Got you a, st- a little steering little, wheel.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: It, what? Yeah. <laughs> There's
1: yeah. a separate little steering wheel for, and it's yeah. not just a. It's not a like in a car. you get a steering? Wheel. Right. No, right. it's a knob. Yes. Like yes. it's a, you. It's it's kind of heavy too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not super easy. And like wh- what I what yes <laughs> it's so weird yeah
3: it's just the nose right it's just the nose yeah.
2: here
1: yep so yeah i learned something there and yep. the air con and that was really cool yeah uh yeah everything go out and yeah okay yeah rev the engines and everything take off <laughs> uh it was fine i did it all the take off and everything climb up okay uh and now is the point where uh we flip the switch and we drink coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah autopilot yep autopilot and uh yeah we're done what, yep. what what okay yeah oh what so yeah we're uh, the bus drivers of the sky
3: yes my like, "Oh, yeah right. yeah yeah turn the plane out and then go from there
0: yeah hey does did he have different uh airports and different vr places to fly yep. and take off from he did okay
1: everything the it's based on Microsoft Flight Simulator.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. The
1: whole that's thing. So you get cool. every single place in the world. Ah. You get everything. So when we started, we started at that the flight base where he did his training. Mhm. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh,
0: so technically like if it's like uh, Microsoft, then you could uh, put in weather and wind yep. and everything and shoot ILS yep. approach. Oh, wow, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I did the, the takeoff was, it was cloudy at that point. You had mm-hmm. random weather on, so mm-hmm. which moved around that. Yep. So when I took off, it was cloudy. So we flew through clouds for quite a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was all about, yeah, keep it level, keep it, keep your eye on the ball and all that. And so it was, I flew only from the, yeah, the, the gauges in that, which mm-hmm. was like, if what are you going to do? Look out the window. There's not a lot of information yes. going out outside right, right. anyway. Right. Uh so yeah it was really cool like you can train in there for real do the mm-hmm. landings and everything just completely blacked out yeah i mean that would be a perfect simulator to train on
0: yes yeah
1: hmm
0: uh, so, oh, my but, gosh. Yeah, did
1: the, He's got to have red flags
4: all over him. I, training pl- flight simulators and uh, bulletproof vests. <laughs> oh, my,
2: God, oh my oh, gosh. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. <laughs>
4: you, you've got red <laughs> flags written all over they are, you. Right? They,
0: they are not going to let you in the States again.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't think about that.
0: Wow.
4: <laughs> he can um, fly a vegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this guy can steal a vegan <laughs> steal
2: of body armor, of pl-
0: <laughs> and he can fly drones. And he land
2: on the yeah, street yeah, with a bulletproof yeah. vest <laughs> intact.
4: <laughs> Jump out!
0: Oh, this is not good. <laughs> with his pipes, <laughs> <laughs> with his rocket pipes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my oh. gosh! <laughs> Too much. Wow. Uh, and it was really cool. He had real seats <laughs> behind us. Uh, just the
3: passengers heckling yeah. you. <laughs> yeah,
1: so My friend was sitting in the back, and he had the the window was a screen as well. So Did any of the passengers have a bulletproof vest? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs>
2: I'm Do
1: something with uh, this turbulence. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no so, uh, that was so cool. He felt like he was in a plane as well because mm-hmm. if he had the information screen and everything, he can see himself on the map and the temperature outside and like stuff like that. So. Oh, it's that's neat. It so it was really cool, but imagine going fly a simulator and sitting in a in third class, but with a little bit more legroom.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I paid for
1: this. <laughs> yeah. mm.
0: uh,
1: that was funny. really cool. He was a really cool guy.
0: That's awesome. So how'd the landing go then?
1: It was uh, a little bit, probably more,
0: bit. probably a little more complex than the vegan.
1: Uh, it was because um, we only did a short trip. We went out and we tried some waypoints. I got to input things Mm because it's a pretty old system, but it's pretty sophisticated stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you put in your heading and everything on dials and and it's um, like little digital displays with numbers and that's it. You don't have like a huge screen with maps and everything. Right but you do have kind of a radar thing that you put in waypoints mm-hmm. and you get the headings and all that. Yep. So that's pretty cool. You set your height and everything, but it's like, okay, so we started in Gothenburg and, uh, it's like, okay, closest airport is in Denmark. So we're just gonna turn around. We just got up to 10,000, um, uh, 10 K or what's that? 30, 40, miles,
2: 40,000
1: mm, miles. Yeah. Miles feet. I think, um, so, turn around, we're like, okay, we really need to bleed off altitude and speed quick. So, full air brake. You might as well put uh, the, take out the landing gear now, because <laughs> uh, this is going to be sketchy stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, cool. <sighs> so, yeah, everything out and just reduce speed as much as possible. And all you do is just watch the gauges, because it was all cloudy,
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah
1: like okay so yeah we're still pretty sketchy and comes in and get under the clouds and like okay so you got the bobbins um the lights again mm-hmm. so try to do the lights and uh keep the speed up okay increase the speed um yeah a little bit uh wind so like kick it a little bit sideways and you're like oh my gosh ah! and everything was like i did get it, get it down but it was a rough, rough. landing <laughs> and thing, you know? yeah that would have been like Okay, Captain Kangaroo. (laughs) (laughs) So the passengers weren't
2: very happy. Um, I'd be a mess
4: doing this stuff. Even in the simulator, I'd be a
1: mess. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool. And you can talk to, he had, in this simulator, he had uh, simulated uh, radio traffic as well. Mm. So they talked to you. Mm -hmm. And we had another airplane land at the same time as us on the parallel uh, runway. So that was pretty cool so we uh so you get to ask permission for landing mm-hmm. and they talk back to you like us oh, that was so, so cool for a single no one else was there you can do everything your, yourself and like spend hours and hours in there just by yourself and no one else has to do anything for you mm-hmm. you can just train it's ah oh, cool cool as heck
0: wow that that just sounds amazing. I mean, un- really that that really is an opportunity. It's cool that they offer that, you know. I mean, it's just, un- and probably they don't advertise because it's a word of mouth. And like you said, David, it just, they, word of mouth and it gets busy and they don't have to do any advertising, I would imagine. But to exactly. be able to do that for just general public to throw you in any kind of, you know, a similar, like whether it's a jet or a commercial airline, That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely probably gives, you know, your average person a little bit more, uh, respect, I would say, for what airline pilots. Oh, I would be, like, I would be,
4: I would learn so much. Yeah. There's no doubt, because I know nothing. I'd be that new guy going
0: into that type of situation. Right. So, very interesting. Yeah, Um, it was Go ahead. Is there anything else you wanted to add?
1: Um, no, that was it. Okay. Um,
0: well, uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about before we let you go. we got a ton of other stuff to talk to. I do not want to keep you too long, but there's one thing I wanted to get your opinion on. What's that, Andre?
3: It's two
0: hours. That's all. What? Oh, really? yeah. Yeah, well, an hour Seriously? and Seriously. Four-
1: wow. Felt yeah. like, wow. Fifteen minutes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: the big thing going on here over in the States right now is FPV – drone racing ham radio license and it's just kind of blowing up and we talked about it a little bit last week and it's a Mm -hmm. kind of a huge debate you know we were just throwing out ideas and playing devil's advocate and everything and i heard through the grapevine and i probably should have researched this um i don't know if it's a hundred percent true and i think i might have heard it off of um alex edit but they actually had a drone race over here that the faa got word Uh, on and they went over and they shut the race down for a while because the races were going to make money and they didn't have their part 107 so that they couldn't get their money which i think's bogus I, i think that's a bunch of crap but anyway we talked a little bit last weekend um i'm thinking that you know we talked uh if you're running a 200 watt uh, transmitter or under mil-l-watt. and and you're you're running on the milliwatt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm glad <laughs> you, you yeah <laughs> <that> We'd <laughs> we be flying the China and back. Sorry, <laughs> 200 <ahead>. milliwatt um, <laughs> transmitters and under and you're you know you're um, flying within the specified uh, allowed frequencies. My personal opinion is I don't think you should have a ham radio license and that didn't really go over too well. Um, but the other thing I was thinking during the week, um, it's a little more motorcycle related. And I, I think personally, if they're going to do the drone racing and it's a closed course competition and you know, you're within a specified area and you're on the right channels and you're, I think them guys are generally flying under 200 milliwatts, if I'm correct, might even be less 150 or whatever. That you shouldn't... It's 25. Is it 25? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So 25 closed course competition. There's, n- for me personally, this is just an opinion. I like to hear everybody's opinion. Some are with this, some are against it. That's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I like to hear everybody's perspective. But my perspective is I don't think you should have to have A ham radio license and it's a competition between, you know, other drone pilots. So what does a 107 have to do with anything like that? When the now maybe the person running the show should have a part 107 and maybe a ham license so that they know all what's to avoid. Yes, to avoid and what's supposed to be legal. Yes. But if you're all running on the correct frequencies and everything, no ham radio license and there's no reason why that they shouldn't make a little money for some fun competition.
1: A ham radio license, I believe, is for amateurs to use. It's not for corporations or any business or anything. They mm-hmm. can't do that. That's probably why they have. That's why they got hit with that. They don't have the proper, um, yeah, uh, what do you call that? Um, documentation and mm-hmm. like the licenses, or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. certifications. Um, because if you fly on your own and use the video transmitters and you don't make money and you just do it for a hobby then sure yeah you can be on uh, if you're under 25 if you're on 25 milliwatt or less that's fine you don't need the ham license but if you want to transmit more than that then you need the ham license but it's only for you and only for uh, recreational use you can't make money of it Mm -hmm. technically right? like you can't yeah you can't use that frequency yeah as that's not how intended you have to get licenses for that
0: Mm -hmm. but my question to you is then what is what do you think we could do to make a good balance between these ham radio operators and and again i you know in a sense i kind of agree with them if you're in that group and you see what we're doing, and obviously there's there's obviously people out there doing rogue things or whatever, and they're concerned about losing, you know, some of their stuff. I get it. I totally understand, and you know, I can't argue against them. But I think there's gotta be some kind of happy medium. You know, a lot of people are saying you know, screw it, just study for the test. It's fifteen dollars, just get it, and then you don't have to worry about it. But my feeling is if you go out to the local hobby shop and you buy a uh a blade torrent and you're just flying around your yard you shouldn't need a ham radio license. I really don't think that. Just like, you know, I I've said before with the um the 107 part there for a while you had to have a uh, a pilot's license, you know, to this was oh. a, a while, this was a while back, David. Not now you don't have to, but a while back you had to have a a at least a private pilot's license to be able to make money at it commercially now it's not like that anymore but my thought was back then yes i understand we need to learn a little bit about airspace and airports and everything but some of the stuff on the part 107 about weather and and everything else is, is ridiculous for just your average drone pilot you don't need all that garbage can you,
1: uh, yeah can you uh, uh for the people that don't know about the 107 what mm-hmm. what is that well, the
0: 107 is a test you have to take for the FAA that actually you take the test and pass it and you get a, a, uh, looks like a regular pilot's license. From what I've seen, it looks just like my pilot's license, but it says UAV operator on, on it, I believe. And what you are able to do with that is make money, uh, being a licensed drone pilot. Like just throwing out an example, right. if you want to, uh, go do real estate, um, Uh, pictures or videos for a real estate company. You can actually get paid doing it. A a normal just recreational hobbyist is not allowed to do that. It is illegal. So in a way, I kind of understand that. I don't have a problem with that because you're probably flying in a lot of different areas or congested areas or around airports and blah, blah, blah. But the problem is it's here in the States anyway, it's very failed. I've seen numerous posts about people, how you're supposed to contact And get permission from the faa or airports if you're going to be in the area and they're not responding for months or weeks at a time and these guys are losing jobs and they're saying screw it anyway and we're just going to go do it so there's a lot of flaws in it um as of right now but my big question david is what do you think we can do for the general fpv or even some of this drone racing do you agree do you think everybody just needs to go get a ham radio license or is there uh, some kind of happy medium that we can do to to make this good for everybody and andre uh, i don't know what happened to your 20- camera did he die Sorry
1: about it all right yeah if you're under 25 milliwatt on the 5.8 gigahertz band you don't need a ham license so you're mm-hmm. fine uh but technically yeah if you're making money of it you shouldn't yeah probably, it did, if you have a ham license, you're not supposed to make money of it, I mm-hmm. think. Correct. So that would be a problem Correct. anyway. Correct. You,
0: you have to have your 107, is my understanding. All
1: right. Okay. So, the ham license, you don't need a ham license to fly, fly with 25 milliwatt on the 5.8 gear span. That's why that's the standard. hmm uh, So, for the pilot, it should be fine. But, yeah, the 107, that's the real problem if you need that. Because... Mm-hmm. You could get away with not having the, uh, the ham license. Right. If you're flying on the 5.8 or 2.4, um, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Because those are open frequencies that anyone can use without license as long as they transmit under 25 milliwatts. That's because that, yeah, that power on those frequencies um, do not actually knock out other stuff important stuff because routers and stuff like that they can use 100 milliwatt as long as you use frequency hopping technology which we're not using that's why right. we need 25 milliwatts. so if they make a digital system we can do 100 milliwatt and get better stuff
2: but mm-hmm.
1: so the ham stuff is completely fine so yeah that's the problem is when you want to run higher outputs yes uh, but But that's fine because if you're doing a race, you can just put out uh, multiple receivers Mm -hmm. and have a diversity system. So you put them in corners or like areas that you know we're going to have a bad signal if they're flying through a tunnel. You can put the receiver there and have a diversity system that automatically switches to the best one. So you always have good signal wherever you are in the the location. Mm -hmm. So you can get away with very low power. So that's not really an issue, but yeah yeah the one o seven is yeah I, a lot more
0: i yeah don't I don't agree with that at all I mean again, it's closed course it's competition that the one o seven part to me is crazy, I think personally, you know to make a little money on on a competition event, it's not like you're out doing elaborate photos or videos or whatever, and you know charging people, so
1: yeah they had in but it's difficult to write that law with an exception like mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, Um, you you can say you were out doing a competition for the best picture or whatever. You take a real estate photo. I don't know. Well, that's
0: where I was kind of, and again, I'm kind of relating this to motorcycle. If you're in a closed course competition setup, there's no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's an event, so there, there's no. It's it's black and white, cut and dry. There's you know no. Hey, I'm taking pictures and for a comp. No, it isn't like that. So that would
1: be, yeah, I think that would be nice, especially if you're indoors. That's it, should be completely fine, whatever you do. Like, yeah, once you're not starting a fire,
0: I think indoors you're fine. I believe it's just the outdoor stuff. All right. Um, okay. A couple good comments here. Uh, one, Fred. Uh, said that AMA should be pushing for a hobbyist level certificate or certification. I agree with that. I would go with that, yeah. no problem. Um, and Ariko wanted to know, what's the FPV situation in Sweden? Has anything changed or is it still the same or what's going on over there?
1: It has changed. It's back to being really good again. Like, so we're back to being able to uh, fly as we want. More or less, Oh, no with. kidding. That's uh,
2: awesome.
1: Uh, they have imposed some rules, like you can't fly uh, above a certain altitude uh, around airports and like the usual stuff, but it's not particularly restrictive. It's But again, like the same there, like a 107-ish thing where you have to have a license to make money from it, mm-hmm. take pictures and all that. And you have to have a you're going to uh technically post any pictures or videos online from the air you have to have a you have to have those photos uh approved by the swedish military <laughs> or get a certificate that certifies you to do that on your own wow uh, so that's kind of heavy stuff but um uh, yeah they're not really doing anything because you can see the same thing on google earth
0: yeah so i don't know right interesting huh
1: good yeah. points
4: though but it's, anyway, been, a, so, it's yeah. been a hot glad to hear the uh light because yeah. before it was like a stationary yeah.
1: picture or camera everywhere or moving camera yeah, was, or something the way they it were was stupid it. yeah yeah now and, we're back to being able to fly without being illegal but like no one really cared it was just exactly like before <laughs> Just feels nicer not being a criminal while
0: doing it. Yeah, and the, I just wanted to read an email real quick, and um, it has to do with Canada and Andre. You probably read it, but it was from Darren. Um, he says it may not be something to talk about on the show yet. There has been, that I know of, no progress to report. But here in Canada, Mac has formed a group. It's currently all behind the scenes to discuss the need for ham radio license when flying FPV here in Canada. I'm actually a helicopter committee chairperson, and I'm a ham radio operator, so I was asked to be part of the group. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be part of that, so I don't know the details of what's happening. All I know is that they're hoping to put some sort of proposal to the Industry Canada to see if there is a way to fly FPV without requiring a ham radio license. As I stated, yeah. it might not be the best thing to bring up on the show, but at this point, that's something to look into and be ready for the future what do you know about that andre anything
3: i know nothing but i I agree on the stance like i said this morning we were talking offline um if there is some kind of desire to have another license or regulation i i don't see it i don't see the need for it to be so centered on why can't it be focused on the subject matter Rather than a whole gambit, you know, a whole license, you know. I Mm -hmm. I can tell you from military experience and radio operating experience, you know, half-wave antennas and so on and so on and so on. But this pertains nothing to flying FPV. So if they want you to be focused, well, then fine. Let's do a subset license from the ham thing and Mm -hmm. focus it on the subject matter and the safety, the antenna protocols, the power regulations, the location, and tie it in all to this, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Make it focus. Make it particular to to the subject matter at hand. Don't make it so broad because it doesn't. At that point, it's 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 not benefiting. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just perpetuating the problem. Not even perpetuating the problem. But you're just. It's uh, I'm trying to choose words. You're really clearly to, to, to illustrate what I'm talking about, but. You know, I get the point of view from the ham operators, but at yes. the same time, you know, why do we need a regulation or a license for every new bit of technology? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the FPV tech, the, 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 the RC hobby and everything is perpetuating pushing the technology rather than a lot of these other, you know, you know, set in stone positions, you know, so it's like, look, this technology is forthcoming mm-hmm. and yeah, The analog stuff isn't the greatest right now, but in another two to three years, that stuff is going to hop to digital. We're going to have frequency hopping, and you won't see an ounce of of, of interference, right? Because the technology is going to be that much better. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was very interested in the DJI uh, race stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because not on the race quad, but on a glider (laughs) would have been sweet. Because Ah. they used to... They use the same like you hook up your radio to your goggles, Mm -hmm. so you use the same link and it could be like that was good range on that stuff. Yeah. I know the like the Phantom and the Mavic, that is good range.
2: Yes. Really good range. Good
1: quality stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested in that. That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) And
3: And you you had a phantom that you probably could have gutted the video
0: transmitter out of, man.
1: It was already dead, man. Oh, that thing barely flew. Wow. It was, yeah, it was dead.
0: Huh. Awesome. Well, David, thanks. Um, it's totally up to you. <laughs> we got a ton more stuff. We're up on two hours, and we got all kinds of stuff to talk about. I don't want to keep you too long, but man, it is great having you on, awesome. hanging out. You know, seeing what's been going on and the simulator experience because it, we really don't get to talk to anybody that's been in a jet simulator. You know, that was just crazy. We're look definitely man. looking forward on what you got next and what's uh you know what you're going to get into to probably get you on some kind of no flying list of some sort.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: but it's been great. We had yep. a good time yep. hanging out. You're welcome anytime you want to come on. It's great hearing um, from you. Yeah, thanks man. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more that something else you're probably going to be involved with a little bit more here uh, as far as the call in show, which uh, we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but. Uh, which should cool. be coming up soon. But again, thank you very much for coming on, hanging out with us, and we will talk to you very soon.
1: Okay. Take All care, right? guys.
0: Thank okay. you. Okay. Andre, right. I'll Ciao, give bud. you a quick call back. he should just...
4: <laughs> Andre got cut off. Yeah, I'll
0: call him right back. <laughs>
3: do. Hey,
0: yeah, you're right. He should have been able to just hang up. That was my fault. That's no big deal. Yeah. no big deal. All right, uh, whew, man, we got a whole list here yet to go. So strap in, kitties. We're not even remotely done yet. Uh, we're creeping on two hours. How are you doing on time, Mike? Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to have to be in a tree stand here. No, 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 no. That really? tree, that tree really? stand away from you. To Malvern, you're so. fine. <laughs> it doesn't get dark till five. As long as we get you out of here by three, you're fine. All right, let's run through some of these things real quick. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quick. Lots of questions about Hobby King, what the heck's going on with them. I know, Andre, you've been talking to Steve a little bit. Um, We do have a couple Hobby King planes coming. I'm not going to tell you what they are. They'll probably be here next week, and we'll display them and uh, get them out there and show you what's coming. But uh, as you know, Andre, 2018 looks to be very, very good for Hobby King, correct? Correct
3: yes sir so the inside scoop is yeah they had a rough 2017 mm-hmm. um, as we said in the previous show it's it's kind of interesting being on uh, being able to get to know these people because they do express their frustrations but Steve was like buckle up man 2018 is gonna be nuts so mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it and then talking to alpha and the crew from motion RC same deal. Everybody's gearing up, and we know Horizon <laughs> pulled a couple of aces out of their sleeves for us too, right? So it's like, wow, I can't wait till this. Uh, I can't wait Get to be ready. able to go flying. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, Buck Stamp says ME one hundred and nine question mark? Hmm, buddy, you might have to wait and see what's coming. Yeah, um, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. So uh, Hobby King's going to be. Uh, um, They're going to be okay, I think. And they were actually the first ones out of the gate with a plane in 2018, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, The other thing, real quick, is we are gearing up to do more podcasts for you guys. We want to put out more content and do more things. We are probably going to be switching over uh, to a different server here within the next week or two to allow us to do more podcasting um, because, therefore, it was getting a little pricey. So watch for that. We will switch everything out, make an announcement and be able to do more podcasting for you. The other thing I wanted to mention is I'm probably going to jinx myself on this, but we've been wanting to do the call radio call-in show for a long time. It is definitely happening. We are set up for it. If I wasn't sick last week, we'd Probably would have been uh, doing more testing, but it just didn't happen. So maybe this week, Andre and I were going to do a little more testing and get it set up. So, what we plan on doing, and it's going to be random, it's not going to be a set thing every week or whatever. But what we would like to no. do is pick a topic or topics, or, you know, we can even ask our audience and fans of, you know, pick a topic this week. And then what we're going to do is a radio call in show. You're going to actually call in and talk to us, and we're going to discuss um, you know, what the subjects are and it it could get really interesting. I I'm hoping to get in some deep, you know, discussions, you know, nothing mean, but you know, I'd like to get into things, you know, a little bit uh, more. And so I think that's going to be fun. I don't know anybody out there in the RC community that's really doing anything like that. So it should be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we tried it in the past or in the beginning and it, it worked, but the technology wasn't quite there yet. So I think now we're going to be okay and it should be fun. Uh, we're going to have a little, uh, young producer who's going to be answering the phone calls and taking your questions and we can put you right through on the air. So we'll see how it goes. Um, a couple other things here real quick, Andre, you finally sent me some ultra micro skis for the umx timber yes you got them right there and they're also good for the j3 cub now i seen these a couple years ago a guy got them for the j3 cub out of canada and i looked and looked and looked and looked for these things and as of right now with lots of questions i posted a picture on facebook and instagram yesterday where do you get these i want a set of these what you know as of right now, the only place I know that you can get them are in Canada. I know Great Hobbies has them. You actually purchased them for me and sent them down to yep. me, so thank you. Um, I was eyeing these things for a couple years, and once I got the ultra micro timber, yes, CJ Model Manufacturing aluminum snow skis. Now I was, I did throw them on. I couldn't, I couldn't wait. I couldn't resist. Here, I'll get the plane. So if anybody's on Facebook, they can check it out
4: right here.
0: Uh. So first thing I did right off the bat is I, I mounted them up on the airplane. Uh, they're nice quality aluminum skis. If you can see it there on the, on the camera there, they look fantastic. Now the problem is with them, I'm going to get into a little more detail with this and you know, it's up to you whether you guys want to spend the money there. They're not cheap. I think they're close to probably $27, $28, but they're high quality. They look fantastic. Now, the problem is with the Timber and the J3 Cub, they're very, very light, and these skis weigh 26 grams. Now, what I found out yesterday was it flew no problem. It's almost like flying with a set of floats on. You got to have a lot of rudder in there to get your your nice coordinated turns. Otherwise, the tail's just going to drag around into the turns. They work fantastic. They looked great. As long as you weren't in any kind of deep snow, they are heavy. I was taking off and landing in the street, taking off and landing in the driveway where the snow was, you know, uh, wasn't deep at all. No problems. They look great. It was fun. I went out at dusk, so the lights were on, and it was snowing a little bit. Fantastic. Now the problem is with them. They are heavy, and when I tried to take off or land in the deep powder, they're so heavy that once we got going, they actually just kind of sunk down into uh, the snow the plane actually doesn't have quite enough power to get it up and out of the snow you know what I mean to to take off it would just start digging down until the prop hit same thing on landing Uh, as much as I tried greasing the landing with those things Mike as soon as I would hit it just dropped right down in the snow and it would either go all the way down into the prop or it would just flip over Awesome skis, they look great, but again, you're gonna to have to be on either kind of a hard surface, snow surface, or it's not gonna be very powdery. Now, my thought, Andre, I think uh, I told you yesterday, a fantastic idea would be to for these small ultra micro planes is take that design and 3D print something. Yeah, same size, I mean, the size and everything is great. If you could pre- 3D print a design like that. Use the same uh, internals because they just got a little screw, on, couple screws on the bottom. You can take off the, you know, the spring and the, the the spot for the axle and everything, and put them on a, a set of three D printed and use the same spring and yeah. everything. I think you would have it if we could get the weight down quite a bit. You're set. So that would be the yep. ticket for sure.
3: Buck buck stamps is something maybe like a vacuum form plastic. Even that would work. too. That would work too. Um, yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
3: And it's, you know, it's surprising that 26 grams is enough, but it's like, yeah, it's almost like you need to be about half. I would also like this. I, I might even try and wax them and see where they go. Um, I didn't have, if I'm just a
0: I didn't didn't stick, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with them, stick them. Now, if anybody knows about aluminum skis, because I have a huge set for my Carbon Z Cub. What you do have to do, though, if you have to make sure that the plane is outside and acclimates to the cold or the skis get a little cold, then you don't have any problem. But if you take it right out of the warm house and set it in the snow, yeah, the snow's going to stick to the bottom of them. But I set it outside for about 10 minutes. Being so cold, I didn't have any problems with the snow sticking. It's just the fact... That for this plane or the J3, they're just a little bit heavy. Only on you know powdery snow. Like I said, if you got a spot with snow and it's not you know even an inch, uh, seem to work okay. Because we had about an inch in the driveway, there I, I had no problems with them. But I'd love to see somebody make some now. Andre, do they make some different materials, do you know, for the 3D printers that's actually really light and maybe more pliable than what you know some of the stuff you're using, or no? I don't really know.
3: I'm going to – well, pliable isn't the problem. I, I have a plan. I do have a design plan. I'll probably see if I can shrink the size down to uh, – because I'm curious about the weight. That's what I'm really curious about. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they were thinner.
0: Yeah, I think – well, the aluminum's pretty darn thin, um, honestly. And I think the size I meant like
3: in the width, the width of the skis, like if they were mm. rather than the the, you know, they're you about what the surface area so. at this point yeah, if you're sinking
0: already. I, I think that would be the problem is like Mike said you'd lose too much surface it would area. Definitely, it's yeah. It's sinking yeah. as the, it is. Uh, the size and the width really are really I think personally good. They're good size. They look good on the you plane. You probably could go thinner material though. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Of course, I don't know. So they're I would just like, Go ahead.
3: They're like a quality product. I yes. Mean, the bend on them, the strength yes. too for being mm-hmm. aluminum, you know, like the strength. Once they do the bend in them, that's that's what makes them really, really strong. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's interesting that you say the powder. So um, I'll try it on. I'm going to put them on. I'm going to try them on the ash. Well, actually, first thing I'm going to do when I actually get out flying with the thing is I'm going to fly on the skis. Mm-hmm.
0: The floats? Uh, which we know will
3: work. Sorry, the the, the floats because mm-hmm. we know that will work just fine. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Yeah.
4: I'm wondering, too, like because we've had the colder weathers. I wonder if it's like typical when we have snow on the ground around the 20s instead, if it would have did any better. Because it is, I'm, I agree, it is such a fluffy snow mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. It's unbelievable how fluffy for that sure. cold snow is. Yeah,
0: for sure. I think if it wasn't as powdery or the snow, like we just kind of got that snow, too. So, it was really, really Brandy, fluffy. Yeah. If it was down for yeah. a day or two where it kind of packs in a little bit. It might yeah.
4: perform better.
0: You it might, might give another stab at yeah. it in a 20-degree day or right but they are definitely heavy for that plane but still regardless they i look nice yeah like they that. look fantastic and i it's hard to buy skis for this sure. sort of thing i've i've made skis for the ultra Maker stuff before and it didn't work, work out any. real well you know what i mean so um but there you have it that's the cj model skis they still look good and I'm, i'll still play around with them a little bit so if you had any questions or whatever yeah uh, you
3: know and it is the RC After Hours, Plane of the Year for 2017. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> and, you, you know, uh, I got some questions on that. We'll, we'll mention that real quick of, um, you know, really why, or, you know, there's a million other yeah. planes that we really like. The thing, and, and I'll make it short and brief, and Andre and Mike will, will agree with me, I think, on this. The thing with the Ultra Micro Timber was everybody that we put the transmitter in their hands didn't had no expectations of this thing. They were like, "Ah, it's just another Ultra Micro." Everybody that flew this plane afterwards with a smile on their face said, "That was the most fun airplane I've ever flown." Everybody. It wasn't, you know, it is a good plane, don't get me wrong. Is it my favorite? It's up there. But the thing was is across the whole broad spectrum everybody yeah. loved it, this at airplane some level, yes. as far as flying quality the looks in the air the lights first some feature that people liked yeah and like, i mean that was when, one of the main reasons why that was airplane of the year we, no, but nobody that flew this thing said i don't like it nobody <laughs> yeah. and surprisingly after they flew my version went out and bought one the next day or a couple days later. Like, our buddy Pat went out and bought one. Like, he hasn't even, he's been around the hobby, but hasn't bought anything new in probably four or five years. I'm in that, I'm getting into that boat right now. He, anything. he <laughs> bought one. Like, the yeah, next day, telling. went down yeah. to Aerotech and bought one. You know? And yep. uh, so, that was one of the big reasons why we made it, uh plane of the year for 2017 it just it is flying friendly yes you can take it out in your backyard if it's big enough you know keep it in the back of your car stress level is very low flying yes up. surprisingly what what the big thing was for us was it was taken off and landing in pretty high grass for an ultra micro which is big yes you know so it just didn't do anything bad and everybody liked it that's why it was named 2017 All right, moving on real quick. I just wanted to talk about my little flying experience yesterday. Now, as anybody knows, I uh, the Beaver, the Fly Zone Beaver, which is now probably five years old. The thing looks like it's been through war twice. (laughs) Actually, the last two years, I haven't even taken the skis off of it. It stay right now. It stays on skis because you know I got the 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 Tundra and I got the Carbon Z Cub, and not that the the Beaver flies bad, but. It's my winter airplane. And it's always when it snows and the weather's nasty or whatever, I take that plane out. So the weather's been really crappy around here. I've been dying to get out. We I, I know you probably haven't flown in a long time. Oh, Andre God, hasn't flown ever. in a long time. It just got to the point where you know what? I gotta get out and I was fly surprised something. to
4: see you out there in the field.
0: Yes in your post. It was what was the temperature out yesterday? I think it was about thirteen or fourteen degrees. Wind chills were in the negative because we had twenty-five mile an hour gusts up to vote. thirty mile an hour gusts. I literally, when I carried the beaver out, I had to hang on to it because it—I couldn't. It was just blowing out of my arms. I went out. I had to set it into the wind and then actually hang on, and that was kind of tough because I had the transmitter mitt, so I had to have one hand in the transmitter mitt holding on to the plane a little bit because the thing we just wanted to take off backwards. But anyway, it was really snowing yesterday, and I love to fly that thing out in the snow, so I ran about three packs of batteries through it. The thing about the FlyZone Beaver, we've talked about it a million times, but I haven't flown. I didn't fly it last winter at all, so it's been a while. It's just a tank of an airplane. It has nothing special. It doesn't have safe. It doesn't have AS-3X. You have to fly it, but for some reason, Andre, that plane just flies. It's big, it's yeah. heavy, and it's a tank. It doesn't have a ton a ton of power to it, but it really is like the original de Havilland beaver. It's just a tank. And the funny thing was is Chloe happened to stop out while I was flying, and she's very interested into, you know, getting some skis for her planes and everything. She's never flown off of skis or anything, so she just wanted to come out and look at it. And First of all, she couldn't believe we were, I was flying in that kind of weather. I mean, because it was super windy, <laughs> and it was super cold, and and she's like, I can't believe that that plane is taking that weather. She's like, that thing is flying a Of course, it was going all around, but it, it's almost like the Radian. You just let it go. It bounces all around and you just let it go. It, no problem. So I did get out. What time I, was
4: you out there, just out of curiosity?
0: Right around noon. Okay. Right around noon. Noon to probably one thirty or so. Yeah. Uh, and just had a ball. I mean, just to get out and you know, fly an airplane out in the elements and in the weather. And for some reason in the winter, I don't know what it is. If it's nice and halfway warm and it's not windy or nasty, I don't want to go fly. Unless I'm flying something around the yard or whatever. But if it's nasty and snowing and windy, I want to go fly.
4: That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make all. sense
0: in the winter, does it? Oh, man. I, I had a good time. So I, I definitely got the beaver out. Um, and Chloe was like, man, I got to get some skis. She went that day down to Aerotech and picked up some Dubro du- skis. Uh, I think for the timber and something else she said she was going to put skis on.
3: Beaver. Her beaver. She's got the FMS.
0: Yeah, but she needs big skis for that. She's probably going to oh. need those big aluminum uh, skis for that. That thing's a monster. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention o- about Chloe real quick is she's really gung-ho, man. She's not only has 900 planes and boxes that haven't been opened, all kinds of e-flight stuff. Uh, she wants to get back in the gas. So she's picked up a couple planes uh, for gas. She picked up a beater decathlon right now that she's redoing and putting an uh, a, uh, Evolution 10cc gas motor on it. Uh, she sent me some pictures That'd yesterday. I'd be interested in seeing yes.
4: that. I would love to so see
0: So we we are going to be doing a little bit of gas stuff here uh, in the near future. That would be cool to yeah. see. I yeah. think.
4: And, you know, we I know a, they're messing a lot of lot upkeep, but I'd love to see yeah. that.
0: And, you know, we had the discussion yesterday. I would I would love to see more of these manufacturers make some cool airplanes for these small gas. You know, the planes that they have now, they used to be nitro, and they've converted them over to gas, which is fantastic because gas is cheap. They fly for a half hour on a tank of That's fuel. You know, they're small. They're nothing big. that You know, we're going to get in trouble with flying a, you know, 100-inch gas airplane, you know. Um, but, you know, make some more cool – and. At this point, really, I'm a foam guy. Everybody knows that I'm not a big fan of Balsa. I do have a few Balsa planes, but I would buy a really cool Balsa kit if I could, you know, and it was cool that I could put a 10cc gas motor on it and fly it around, you know, at our park or something. I'd do that. No problem. So we'll see. We'll th- we're throwing it out there to the manufacturers. Let's uh, let's see some more cooler stuff. And and you know, yeah. obviously, electric is fantastic. It's quiet and it's cheap, and the foam and it's easy to and fix. But I I, I think even like Chloe said, she I, she would really like to see some of this. Um, you know, the balsa stuff come back. And you know, I can't argue with her too much. And. That may change my mind. And we all go through whether, you know, we go through the gliders or the, the speed demons or the DLGs or whatever. There's a whole other aspect now that I, I love gas engines. Don't get me wrong because I was huge into the fifth scale car thing and have dealt with gas engines for years. I absolutely love them and modify them and doing things to them. But, you know, I wouldn't mind having a small gas engine airplane at all. So, um, speaking of big airplanes. Do you want to show a little bit of your spitfire that you've been printing a little, a little will, bit of the spitfire? I, will it even fit on screen? I mean, that no, thing is monstrous.
3: Won't. Won't. Um, yeah, there's, there's a picture. I think I posted it onto the social media for the, the RC after hours page. The reality that when you look at the fuselage and it's standing almost five feet or, uh, 60 inches is kind of crazy. So it is printing along. We're getting there slowly. Um, some pretty pretty crazy pieces I mean this is this is really well done the small stuff was neat uh it is extremely time consuming for the printer anyhow not for me um and you you know you gotta watch it I've had a couple prints go bad because you know at the last minute something crazy happens so you're always tweaking your settings but you know you're Mm -hmm. getting when you're getting details like there's the two front pieces here I'm just trying to match them up obviously I'll be gluing in a little bit um but you know there's the front cowl <laughs> you know there's wow. the whole front end of it so this thing is a big plane this is you know the the wingspan is 1700 millimeters and the fuselage is 15 or something like that so did my camera just die oh, you no no i camera.
0: turned Come mine on. off sorry
3: yeah so um so it's uh yeah and I'm almost done the fuselage. I'm sorry, I am done the fuselage. Now it's like the little pieces, and I'll start on the rudder. And uh, I've used a whole spool so far, um, and I, but I did have a couple of error prints, so I probably, you know, two. I'm going to say two spools. I do have extra uh, material on hand, so it's going. And I'm just taking my time at this point. I, over the holidays, I maximized my time and really ran the printer hard. So now I'll do a maintenance run on it and uh, get it all purring like a kitten again and just keep printing away so it's uh, it's been a neat neat learning experience so mm-hmm. um, the real painful part of this whole build will be coming the build will be easy it's it's the big motor which is like a 430 or 400 kV motor it's a really big 50 by 55 can I believe mm-hmm. uh, 80 ESC spinning 6s and a 16 by 8 2 blade prop wow <laughs> so, you know, and then the retracts and the wheels and everything. Um, I'm probably I'm probably not going to worry about trying to print the tires and everything because that's just that's just a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'll just end up buying stuff. But I'm probably looking at about 100 to 120 dollars uh, US in parts. So
0: I'm like, that's okay, not too bad.
3: It's not bad. It's not great, but same time, price wise, I'm I'm approaching the I'm, I'm approaching the financial end of it. Um, like I said, you could purchase a Flightline 1600 millimeter Spitfire mm-hmm. for the same price. I know. I mean, it's it's crazy that it's, it's, it is a 6S plane. It is crazy yes. to think of that. And I'm like, okay, when I in this plane, um, I'm not running my 6S batteries. I'll put two 3S batteries together. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, if something goes wrong, I'm not putting a $100 battery into the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Even with all the equipment, it should be fine. But it's still yes. terrifying to think that this thing is going to go flying. And, uh, you know, if I can keep the fuselage from melting and everything, I will bring this to me, with me, in, to Ohio. Mm-hmm. Will I have it done for May? I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I, I estimate I'm going to spend the, ma- the majority of uh, January and February printing the wing sections. Wow. Uh, you know, because there's some pieces like uh, this one? Yeah. This piece here, that's about 12 hours of printing. Man, that's so. crazy yeah wow. you know wow. and and i've had a couple and they're like at 95 percent finished and they get kicked off oh. the bed so you're like oh oh yeah. i
0: cry yeah. i just yeah,
3: yeah yeah you come down you look into the printer oh. and you're like no oh. So,
0: oh. Yeah. i don't know if i could handle that <laughs> i couldn't i just kicked the thing oh, was, oh man
4: Frustrating yeah. as all get out. Yeah.
0: Def- it's definitely interesting and it's different. So I'm I'm excited to see where that thing goes and how it comes out and how it flies and everything. Cause, yeah, you know, I that's a big big 3D printed printed plane. So I'm I'm curious down the road and in the future, you know, some of the smaller stuff, what the uh, you know 3D printed I- smaller planes are going to be like
3: well i can see why they decided and there was a when flight tested the plane and they were talking to the guy who actually designed it he says the bigger stuff is actually easier to design it prints better it holds up better mm-hmm. because of the mass right mm-hmm. but this thing is this thing is nuts you know so I, like so it's like they need to find that happy medium between the smaller plane like the mm-hmm. small spitfire i had yep. or have i'm actually I, sh- I need to finish building that one and, and this, because this thing is huge. And um, some of their smaller designs are nice in that they don't need the 6S setup. Like the motor is $50 alone, right? right. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. So um, eventually I will be doing an order for that equipment, you know. And it's, it probably, probably uses the same power setup as like the your carbon Z Cup.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, big old honking motor. Right. So, uh, you know, but if it has, if it has the longevity, uh, of some of our bigger airplanes and and just survives. yeah great you know but if it's one of these things where oh look it's it's already deteriorating after a couple of months yeah forget it you know it's um but i decided i would approach the project not from looking from that stand i'm just looking at it from the educational end of it and just saying okay because all the parts if, if nothing happens to the airframe other than the de- deterioration all those parts can be moved over and i can go pick up like a balsa kit and put electric into it, you know, go, go buy like the bigger, uh, Valiant from, uh, Hangar nine or something like that, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So,
3: or that, that big P 47.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. With big old 20 CC <laughs> gas engine on there. Um, and definitely people are interested in it. And the reason I know this is because when you posted the spitfire, the smaller spitfire on our social media, that was the number one viewed and liked yeah. picture out of everything yeah. we've done. So people are definitely like, oh, this is interesting.
3: Yeah. And, and on my YouTube, that is the number one video of me when I produced the airplane and talked about it. Um, um and it's funny because, you know, you get those, oh, this was what you were doing last year mm-hmm. on Facebook, and it's me printing the first Spitfire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, how, how things have not changed. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been fun because I, I'm keeping the old printer running hard, you know, and that's my cheap, you know, A printer. I've actually got a brand new bed that Andy brought me uh, when he came in from the U.S. because I couldn't get it in Canada, so mm-hmm. it should help with some of the surfacing. And there's just, I have notes, and I've just taken, Total amount of notes because it's like any of those, you step away from from the technology and then you jump back in. And you're like, why did I do this? And so I, I do end up taking some really nice notes and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, Tim asked, you know, couldn't you reboot it and then glue the two pieces back together? Yes and no. I've got some pieces here that don't have a perfect fit, um, but I figure uh, – the cost of the material isn't that bad. It's just the time of the print. So right. sometimes it's just worthwhile restarting. So I do have one or two pieces where I'm not in love with the, the fit. But what's really interesting about the plane is when I glue it together, I can go in there with some filament and you know fill in the gaps, or I can use filler and and then paint over the area afterwards, sand and paint. So mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty neat material to work with. So as long as I don't melt it in Ohio, I'll yeah, be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I'll probably end up having to go out and buy some of that foil, and I'll make a cover for the plane and protect it all like it's like some you know seven or eight hundred dollar right. you know high valued plane. But it's more the investment in time and everything. So that's that's, that's the expensive ticket on this airplane is exactly that time and, and effort to produce them. The model. So, for me, I look at it as it's it's like a balsa build. It's like an old fashioned balsa build because mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the build element is going to require that, and then the technical end of it is actually producing the actual piece. So,
0: yeah, we'll see where it goes. Right. Okay. Um- we got a ton of products here we got to run through real quick. We're not going to spend too much time on them. We'll let you know what's new and great, and it's come out here in the last couple weeks. But real quick, some sad news, but I think uh, we got to talk about it real quick. Um, We'll mention the first thing I wanted to talk about is GoPro. Uh, Again, they're kind of in trouble. It's nothing really new, but GoPro cuts nearly 300 jobs as it quits making drones. GoPro still isn't the best of health. It's leading some to make tough decisions about its future. The action cam maker has confirmed that it's cutting nearly 300 jobs from 1,254 to fewer than 1,000 is exiting the drone market. The Karma drone was the second most popular drone in its price class, GoPro said, but it faced profit margin problems in an extremely competitive aerial market. Combine, Combine that with a hostile regulatory environment in Europe and the U.S., the market is expected to shrink to the point where it's untenable to compete. Uh, so that's GoPro. I, I think it's a good idea. I feel bad for GoPro. I think they need to just go back and work on maybe some cams and um, you know, work on their cameras and make them better. Get, get yeah. out of the drone thing. Yeah. Um, and real quick, the other thing I think we got to talk about, it's kind of a shame because they've been around I think since like 1986 is Habaco files for bankruptcy, and layoffs are up next. Let me see if I can pull this up here real quick. Why wasn't it coming up? Uh, Yeah, habaco has been around since 86, um, and, you know, they've been... According to them, now, I kind of find this hard to believe, that they say they're the largest hobby distributor in the United States, which
3: I... No, man, you well, if you look at the companies that are under their umbrella mm-hmm. as a corporation, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I hate like axial for the for the truck stuff. It's yeah. huge, I mean, yeah, what they distribute right,
0: right, so I mean, I don't know you know obviously where they went wrong or anything like that, but it says Habico filed bankruptcy protection Wednesday, which could result in three hundred and thirty two layoffs in its facility. In the statement, Habico said the plans to sell the company will continue operating throughout the bankruptcy process. Habico also said that it has grown, it as it has grown, it has added too much debt and hasn't been able to successfully restructure, especially facing an increasing competitive industry, market headwinds, and a series of one-off events with key suppliers. In its filing with the United States bankruptcy, Habico said it had an estimated 200. To 999 creditors, 10 to 50 million in assets, and 100 to 500 million in liabilities. Despite Habeco's core strength, our business has faced a number of challenges in the last few years, and we've taken the steps to ensure all available options to restore the stability of the company has been exhausted. Habeco's president, however, while these efforts are taking to rebuild revenue profitability, they did not sufficiently address our challenges, and we decided to pursue a Chapter 11 reorganization reorganization to attempt a new capital investment. In a note sent to employees on Wednesday, the distributor of products said the layoffs, if it happens, could begin in April. Habakkuk has determined it may necessary in the near future to permanently close and discontinue all of its operations in connection with a bankruptcy case filed under Chapter 11. That is not good because they are, yeah. I know they're huge and they're, you know, involved with tower Ho- Ho- or, yeah tower hobbies which is a you know a huge distribution center. Um, letters were sent out to formal notice under Illinois I can't speak for the company, but it's usually one of the last steps. Hobico said it could avoid the layoffs as it has been trying over the past several months to restructure the company's obligations and creditors. Plan provides funding during the bankruptcy case to support company's business operations, including preservation of employees' jobs. However, Habaco said it can't assure that the buyer would continue employing people at its champagne locations. Upon the sale of the company is possible that there will be a permanent shutdown of all Habaco operations and locations yep. and the permanent termination of all Habaco employees, including the permanent layoff of all three hundred and thirty-two employees assigned to the company's facility in Champaign. Additionally, Habeco yeah. said that to continue receiving funding, it has to meet several conditions which cannot be assured. If those conditions are not met, then it's possible that the company may lose access to those funds and the company may be forced to shut down its operations. We realize that the uncertainty regarding the future of the company may be concerning to employees. We hope that we'll be able to keep the business open through the bankruptcy and the sale of business in order to minimize disruption of the lives of our employees and families and the right thing to do with our company and our employees under the process afforded to us under chapter 11 we hope to reach an agreement with our collect- or creditors that will allow us to implement a restructuring plan that will fully address our financial challenges while sim- simultaneously identifying a prospective buyer that shares our vision and providing the best outcome for our employees in future and it goes on and on, and on uh even into more detail but uh-oh i think we lost andre um, That's crazy We lost you Yeah, my fault, sorry No problem Um, Yeah, that's really sad news I mean, it really is Because honestly, in anything I don't care what it is Competition is good for everybody It just makes everybody ele- elevate their game But I just got to kind of wonder where, where they went wrong the, You know, they've been around for so long They didn't seem like they were huge Like I can remember going up to the Toledo show um, you know, five years ago, they had one of the biggest displays up there that would, you know, was rivaling Horizon Hobby and everything. And this last year, remember, yeah. Mike? Yeah, I know. They weren't I even going to show up. Yeah, they, at know. the very last minute, they, they went in with somebody else and had a, a really, really small booth. And I, you know, I, I don't know what to say about, you know, these hobby companies, what's happening. And, you know, it's, it could be like anything else, any companies. It's just kind of a revolving door, you know? So, I hate to see it. I hope they can stick around and come out of it, but I I don't know. Hard to say. So, that's the bad news. But now, hey, let's get on to some good news. Let's talk about some products. Um, The first thing, let me get back to the, um, Andre, if you want real quick, if you want to pull up the specs there, the DJI Tello. And talk yeah. about that a little bit. I'm going to get back Hold to the on. Facebook page here real yeah, quick. Yeah,
2: so
3: this was this was something that just got popped into our chat. Yes. So I really quickly looked at it, and I guess it is a little tiny quad. I don't know if I can find the specs. Here we go. Tello. Actually, I'll dump the link into the chat so people can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. That's the first we- I
0: heard of it. I didn't even know anything about it.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I hadn't heard about this little So... so I'm going to scroll real quick, find my specs. It is a really small DJI product. It uh, has a runtime about 13 minutes, 100-meter distance, two switching antennas, 720p mm-hmm. transmission. Um, looks like it will run off a controller, a compatible controller or a uh, remote, um, uh, sorry, or your, your your app on your phone. So very, very very similar specs to a lot of their current aircraft, but this thing is tiny looking. I'm yeah, trying to find like uh, almost Gremlin size
0: are. or um,
3: Gremlin size, but they they look like they look like little little brushed cans on them. But I'm trying to find some specs here. Uh, da, 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 da. What's in the box? All right, let's go to that. So one aircraft that is useless. All right, frequently asked questions. Ah, they don't have.
0: Uh, 90, the pool oh, $99 here in the states too, yeah. that's pretty cheap
3: yeah, so it is tiny like I just, I'm trying to find some decent specs, it's not waterproof it's got a normal camera it does have proprietary batteries and stuff like this, mm-hmm. I'm just I can't find any kind of specs on it unfortunately, it
0: might be too new but
3: yeah, it's it looks neat, I mean it honestly looks really neat and of course, we know that if it's a DJI, it's probably done really well. Mm-hmm. But it looks like, I, I wouldn't call it a race cam, but it's just, just your tiny little camera, you know. its uh, You definitely could fly this thing indoors in your house, though. Oh, yeah. You definitely could fly this indoors. Uh, I'm just trying to decide. Just I'm looking for, like, some kind of visual indication of just how big or small. Yeah. I, I, like you know, the flight. Its,
0: I like the flight yeah. times, 13 minutes, 720p transmission. Um, 80 grams oh 80 grams uh it's got a picture here of a girl uh and it's taken off out of her hand so it's probably just about the size of your hand roughly yeah from so what I'm would you at. think
3: like inductrix plus just yes. you know, i guess with those prop guards. you know with the prop guards yeah. and stuff like that maybe even like my gt90 kind of thing mm-hmm. they look like the, the motors look like these silver tall brushed ones but I'm, yep. I'm willing to bet they're brushless could be uh but you never know you right. never know it's something definitely to keep an eye on though
0: mm-hmm auto takeoff and landing, fail-safe protection, vision vision positioning. Sounds like you're getting a lot for 99 bucks. This might be something here, uh, once they get out and we get a little more information, this might be something good to test out through the winter, just, just to compare it to some of the other stuff on the market. For $99, it sounds like it could be pretty good, but We'll have to wait and
3: see. So there <laughs> you have it. Huh? a gateway DGI product.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that they kind of went into yeah. that market. Honestly, but ah,
3: we'll uh, you know, they I think I think they're quite they're quite clever in 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 this. will just introduce something. You know, maybe maybe the spark wasn't doing it for the for them. Maybe mm-hmm. the spark was just people are like, ah, I've already got X, Y, and Z, so yeah, okay, fine. We'll make something smaller and get you into to our ecosystem, and then you go from there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It'd be neat to see because sometimes you know, like we we love our little ones, but if we can find a battery pack that runs for. 80 grams and it runs for for you know 13 minutes. That's pretty awesome. Right, right.
4: Is this more like a camera platform? It's not a race type.
0: No, thing, it's a that... camera platform. You wear uh, goggles and you know it'd be just like uh, flying the Inductrix Plus, kind of. Yeah, getting like 13 minutes. I... 13 minutes.
4: That's really good. I just didn't That's... foresee it going as fast as maybe as these ones do.
0: Well, I mean, flying in and around the house, you're not going that fast anyway. Well, we try. Well, we try. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fun of it. So, uh, We'll have to keep our eye on that one. That's one thing I want to do. Um, Real quick, too, I wanted to mention why we're on the DJI subject is they did come out with a new Osmo mobile device, the Mobile 2. And I'm not going to get into great details about it. And the only reason I'm going to talk about it couple things is I have the original and I think the original price was like $300 which is way too much for that stupid thing and then they dropped it down to I think 199 and then all of a sudden they brought out the mobile 2 but I, the reason I wanted to talk about it real quick was is now they dropped the price way down Mike and you can get a nice stable uh, platform gimbal for your phone for a, like 130 bucks uh, yep. They did change a lot of things. It's mostly all po- like a polymer plastic now. It doesn't have the all metal gimbal. They lightened it up, they put the uh, internal rechargeable battery in it so you don't have to swap out batteries. Uh, I'm trying to think of things off of my memory. I think most of the features are the same. There might be a few tweaks here and there, but I am just thinking for 125 or 130 bucks though, what you're getting for that, it is definitely well yeah. worth the price because I paid I think almost 300 for mine. As you can see it here and once I got it and played around with it, it is it is definitely not worth $300. The battery life yeah. is terrible on them. Uh, the new one with the internal battery, they said, is good for like 12 hours or maybe even 14 or something. They've really, really took the things that everybody complained about and fixed them. And it is heavy. Yep. I don't know if you've ever held that thing, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's it's heavy. And then you put your phone on top of that. It works great. does everything it's supposed to. I'm just not happy with the uh, battery life on it um, and the price I paid for it. But So if you want a nice handheld gimbal, go check out the Mobile 2. It's um, yeah.
3: And they, they actually they released one for your phone, and they also have one that will work with like a DSLR or a mm-hmm. mirrorless camera. Yes. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yes. All right. How about some planes? Let's get into some new products and new planes, because there's been a ton of stuff uh, come out here lately, mostly from Her- Horizon's been on fire, Mike. I don't know what's going on, but they have been on fire mm, yeah. lately. So I mean, a lot of the stuff's kind of repurposed stuff, but still, I think what they're doing is kind of cool. But here, real quick, Andre, I'm gonna pull up the specs here real quick. Um, um, which aircraft? Um, the Hobby King AVOS RC Group's Extra 330 is what I'm gonna pull yeah. up. Yeah.
3: Now I want to get my hands on this. Hey Steve, Steve from Hobby King. Come on, man. Yeah. This plane I can fly in the winter. I could throw skis (laughs) on this thing. I got big crazy Durafly skis I could throw on this thing.
0: Now when I first seen this, Andre, I didn't like it. You know, I looked at it and I was like, oh man. I think it got
4: this in French or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that says USA, but uh yeah, for some reason on their their website's been terrible lately. The prices 319,61 <laughs> Three hundred and nineteen comma sixty one US dollars. And it's in nice. I'm in US and it's in um I don't know what that it's looks in. like French to French to or something. So um but anyway, looking more in depth with this thing as far as a paint scheme and the looks of it and everything, I it is cool. It's a big aircraft. It's yeah. fourteen hundred and twenty millimeters or fifty six inches. Obviously it's EPO. Uh, comes with an Aerostar 60 amp ESC, 4240, 600 KV brushless outrunner. Um, here's a cool thing that I th- I don't know why, but I like it. They put a 14 by 7 wooden prop on this baby, so you know that thing's going to have some torque. It does run on a 2,700 to 4,000 4-cell LiPo battery. Uh, lightweight aerobatic 3D sport planes. Superbly rendered EPO foam. Designed after the Extra Flown and owned by RC Group's founder, Jim Bork. So no. I had to throw that out there. It's a, it's a beautiful airplane. It looks
3: good. And, and a little birdie told me that it will be coming in other color options.
0: Oh, Okay. Ah,
3: it looks gorgeous. I love the colors.
0: I do too. Like I said, at first I didn't, but when they threw more pictures up with it and looking at it here, it's cool looking. It really is. The color scheme, the blue and the orange, and it's got the little RC logo uh, or RC Groups logo on there. It looks good. And I, I read a little review on it, and it seems to fly real good. The, the cool thing I like about this plane, too, is, you know, you can put it in the hands of um, a 3D expert and just go to town and do all kinds of things. But my understanding is you can dumb it down, and it's got very good flight characteristics. If you just want to fly it around, do basic aerobatic maneuvers and, you know, take off some landings and that stuff, no, it's no problem. So I'll throw it up here if anybody wanted to uh, see it here real quick show a picture of it but yeah nice looking airplane it, like you andre i'd like to see you get that and fly a little bit and see what you what you think
3: well of I, it. it's funny because the first thing when i looked at it, i'm like you know what i need to do is i need to take my old suit because that thing is hanging on the wall doing nothing rip mm-hmm. up that receiver mm-hmm. and go to town and mm-hmm. if i burn it in i burn it in at this point that plane mm-hmm. owes me nothing right um but it's like I just, I just want I, I, I could, I was like, oh, is this coming to us? Are we gonna actually get our hands on it? Because I'm looking at things going that would do well. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: that's visual; it's the right colors, and yeah. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. Um, okay, so let's move on over to Horizon because, like I said, they have been on fire here lately, and. Um, Let's see. First thing they brought out, and this is thing's a big, giant tank. And the only reason I'm going to talk about this is because Chloe is very interested in this. And I think she actually has one on order. But talking to her yesterday, I don't think that she's uh, in a major hurry to get this built up because it is a big 20cc um, Warbird. Uh, but is a Hangar 9 P47D, 20cc R. You can also go electric. Now originally she was definitely gonna go uh, gas, but now she thinks with the re- she wants to put a safe receiver in it, and they're only, the safe receivers only come in a six channel. So talking to Chloe, she thinks she's just gonna end up going electric, so she can use the six channel safe receiver. Now, gotcha. I, I don't know, Andre. I'm really on the fence with sticking those, you know, those receivers in different airplanes because I, I think that could bite you. You know what I mean? Most of those receivers. Well-
3: yeah they we, we had that discussion where their idea is good but the fact that I cannot say X receiver from the store and profile it to explain mm-hmm. um, they need that is their next step in their technology in their evolution of the of the uh, you know uh, um, spectrum radios and receivers now maybe yeah. with the the i twelve you know who knows mm-hmm but yeah so we'll, it is a gorgeous plane.
0: Yeah, it is beautiful. Uh beautiful and expensive. Uh four hundred dollars <laughs> without anything. That is just plain. Optional
3: retracts Yes. I mean, really? Yes. <laughs>
0: $159 for the retracks. Um, you know, the servos are $26 a piece. If you want the if you want the 20cc gas motor, that's another $279 if you want to put the four-stroke motor in it. I think that's a $400 motor. So you're looking well over a $1000 at the assembly time. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is that minutes or days? Yeah, right. Um, but, again, for anybody in the big, large-scale Warbirds, uh, there you have it. It's, uh, yeah, 20-plus hours of assembly time. Gas or electric, uh, 11 to 13 pounds, 56-inch length. Um, balsa, obviously, 80-amp ESC if you want to go electric with an 1800-watt outrunner. Retracts are optional. Seven standard size servos for gas or six with electric. Uh, wingspan is 67 inches. So uh, moving on, let's see. Let's talk about the E-Flight Clipped Wing. Type it in here, Clipped Wing Cub. I was a little surprised with this one, Andre. I didn't I'm, think... I'm a little uh,
3: disappointed, to be honest.
0: Okay, how, why is that?
3: Look at the price range. Look at the other options in that price range. And like mm-hmm. you're like, what are they, Why? Mm-hmm. Why introduce this airplane when you know you've just brought out that nice, you know, your Sport Cub in yellow, which looks fantastic? Yeah, you know, and this thing is expensive. at what it is, um, there are a lot of nicer airplanes, in my opinion, that are in a in a, in a lesser price bracket. So why?
0: Yeah, two hundred dollars. Um, I like the looks of it. Honestly, I'm a huge Cub fan. uh so I like the looks oh, of the me Cub.
2: Too. Yeah, I <laughs> bet you.
0: Yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let me give you some specs on this thing. E flight clipped wing club cub cub club club. club. Mm. No flaps. Forty eight ounce weight. Uh, Thirty eight point seven inches or nine eighty five millimeters in length. Four plus channel. Ten size brushless outrunner outrunner. Twelve by eight prop. And runs on a three cell twenty two hundred or three thousand lipo. 9 gram servos 49 inch wingspan or 1250. Um yeah, I mean it looks good but like you said I don't uh, uh you know it is what it is. It's got it tiny
3: it. little wheels too.
0: Yeah. I agree with
4: you. They would have sold me if they had the pre-built coordinated turns in on
0: it. I definitely would have bought. One <laughs> you know, it does I come with the, the specs anyway. It does come with the AS3X and safe mic, so you might be all right. <laughs> now, a lot of people gripe on Horizon about, uh, you know, on the scale stuff, uh, their windows because they just leave them in foam. You know, they don't put the actual windows in them, and a lot of people really gripe about it. Doesn't doesn't faze me at all. I I don't really care. <laughs> Um, but two hundred dollars? You think that's uh, a little pricey, huh, Andre?
3: Well, for two for two twenty, you can get in yourself into the one point three meter carbon, you know, carbon Cub S Plus, you oh, know, which I has see. got bigger wheels and uh-huh. everything. I think it's a better looking airplane with that yellow and silver. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't. I'm not under. I don't understand what the goal was with that airplane, right? Like the Hobby Zone Carbon, you know, plus, uh, that 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 Cub Plus S. Is a fantastic airplane, and we've talked about that before. And I think you even get flaps. So I'm like, yeah. Eh.
0: Well, the thing with the Sport Cub or the yeah the Sport Cub S in stock form though, you're not going to get nearly the power of what this thing has because I believe it has a 480 power, and it's it's pretty okay. lethargic on just stock. And, you know, and it's more geared, I think, for the beginner where this thing's got the the size 10 brushless motor, obviously, probably has more power. It, obviously, with the clip wing, it's going to be more maneuverable, more aerobatic. So, okay. If okay. you take the if you took the pants off of it and put some big wheels on it, I would be more interested in it for sure because yeah. I do like the looks of it. But there you have it. The E-Flight Clip Wing Cub 1.2. What's 2 the top meter. look like? Can you look at it? Yeah, right here. I'll show, show you. Okay put, it, okay. put it up on the big screen. It's a, I think it's a pretty looking. Flying bumblebee. Yeah, it is. You're definitely not going to mistake that one in the air for sure. All <laughs> right. right. Well, turn right. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn right. Couple more things, guys, and we'll get you out of here. I know this is a long podcast. My butt hurts sitting in this uh, <laughs> lovely chair. F twenty seven, pop up here real quick. I'm kind of excited about this. I, um, they brought out the, or I should say, redone the e flight. Actually, it used to be the park zone F twenty seven. Now it's reverting back to the e flight F twenty seven evolution. And what they did with this is a I had one of the last version of the F-27, Mike. You probably remember that. I used to fly it every now and then. I didn't fly it much here lately and ended up selling it at the uh, swap meet last year. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I kind of regretted it a little bit because when I did fly it, I loved to fly that airplane. The thing I liked about the F-27 is you could take it out in any kind of wind. It flew great. It was fast. It was fun, exhilarating. It would uh, had the rudders on it that you could do these crazy spin maneuvers. And if it had any kind of wind, you could just hold the elevons up and it would literally just drop straight out of the sky for a land. You could land it anywhere. You could land it in a three foot circle. Honestly, if you had a 10 mile an hour wind, it would just come (laughs) straight down. So what they did was, is they, um, kind of redid it a little bit. The other thing is too, they, the original flew on three cell and it wasn't a huge speed demon. It would get up and move, but it was probably 70, maybe 80 miles an hour. But what they did now is they have the option of a four cell. So if you want to run a four cell in it, um, you can Full range, uh, 1,800 to 2,200 four-cell or three-cell, which is great. Uh, Let's see. Oversized elevons for controlled digital metal-geared servos, precise control, unmatched durability, aerodynamically efficient design features. Oh, the other thing is, too, you can get a – it's got a removable nose on it. Let me see if I can – right here, Mike. It's FPV-ready. So if you want to take the original nose off, you can put on the FPV uh, module – or FPV knows you got to get your own camera and everything and you can go fly at FPV. Me personally, I don't know if I'd really want to fly at FPV, but the other thing too, is they kind of lightened it up a little bit. They got rid of the rudders. So it's just a bank and yank airplane on four cells. I like the looks of it. I like the new color scheme. I like the plane in general. The old one was, was awesome. So I don't know what more you can really oh, what's say the price about on it? it. Price is uh 179. So that's even cheaper than the clip wing cub, Andre.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think, yeah. honestly, you're getting more bang for the buck with this airplane, honestly. Uh, just kind of looking at some of the pictures here real quick. What do you what do you think about that, Mike? Would that be something you'd fly? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. It kind of, I mean. It's yeah. just a wing. Yeah. The
0: cool thing is, is, you know, they redesigned the whole thing. Uh, the old one had, it was all one, didn't come apart or anything. Oh, this really? one's got to set three, the set the three. wings. Yeah. They clip right in. Uh, if you're looking at the pictures and here. And you said yours
4: had the rudders on the... It did have rudders on the back.
0: So which, that,
4: would that make your spins it, it tighter, would, I
0: wonder? But I didn't really use them that much. Right. I really did. I just flew it fast and did low passes. Oh, I thought you said you liked doing that. I, I did, but my favorite thing, like I said, is you get up into and the wind it and down. it would just... If, and this one does the same thing if you watch the video. That's cool. So they made the wings uh, able to come off and go on real quick with the quick clips. Uh, so
4: That is nice. Yeah, I like it. Now, where's your? Because you have to have one servo wire coming through. It's there, right there. Here. See it? There's oh, the okay. End. So okay, it's got I the plug coming right out of there. I thought that was just an alignment peg, but that's actually nope. your servo. There's plug. the
0: uh, size of it. Right, uh, go
4: back to the size, please.
0: Right there. So same size, oh, okay. I believe. Uh, it's got you can remove the um, horizontal stabilizers on it. They just clip right in. It's a nice design. I, I really, I'm. On the fence with this. If it ever went on sale, I would probably get another one. Let me give you the specs real quick if you're curious. Flying weight is 28 to 29 ounces. It's fairly light. Like I said, they lightened it up and the thing generally always flew great in any kind of weather. It was like if it was windy out, I generally took this thing out. I wonder out.
4: if it'd be like my Swift because my Swift's taking quite a beating and I'm looking to maybe replace that. I would say it flies better than your Swift.
0: No doubt about we, it.
3: We oh. all know what your next plane is going to be, Chris.
0: What? What?
3: <laughs> we already know.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, yeah. this isn't something I'm I'm going to run out and buy real quick. This is something maybe in the spring or early summer or something, looking for yeah. something a little bit different. Um, 21 or 24 inches or 612 millimeters in length, motor size, 10 size brushless outrunner. Uh, like I said, 1,800 to 2,200 four-cell or three-cell. So if you don't want to go ballistic, it will still fly on the three-cell. Wing span is 37 inches. So there you have it. There's the new E-Flight F-27 Evolution.
4: My problem is I have two hobbies, and I'm in the market for a new muzzle at oh this Oh,
0: my gosh, Mike. So. What am I going to no, do? No. Up here?
3: Mike, Mike, your next plane is our well, – Chris is about to tell you what your next plane is going to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I need a yep. muzzle loader really bad because I had some failures this past weekend on a deer.
0: All right. And I saved the best. Oh, yeah. This I
4: is saved where my the best. I've been waiting the whole time. Peace
0: Save God. the best for last. Oh, and my if Lord, anybody God. listens to the show. <laughs> How many times we have been <laughs> the harping? The first flight
4: test video was on this plane. Ah, uh, brings and back good memories.
0: Everybody probably hates us at this oh, point for this
4: exactly because we kill it.
0: Uh Matt Andron probably will not talk to me anymore because we were just on the. You <laughs> now know.
4: did he fix the number of? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to see Ooh, that. That's a really good and I, question. And I couldn't find it. I'm going to email I'm just Matt. Curious. I'm going to ask just, him. It'd if... It'd just be funny. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter me one way or another. If it right? actually has, I know a... it tore him up. <laughs> It'd be interesting to know if they fix that in the mold. Yeah. That was the exhaust ports? Is no, that that it was, was the number was like of cylinders. cylinders yeah. yeah, he was one cylinders. off on
0: the on the cylinders. Okay, for anybody wondering what though? we're talking about. They brought back the original park, flunk, park Zone F4F Wildcat. We don't have to shelf
4: queen no. it anymore. We can go. If we bust it, we're yes. going for Chad, me, and you are doing formation yes. flying this summer, regardless. Because yes. we, now we don't have to worry about hitting each other or whatever.
0: And we obviously, the, available. the big changes are is they gave it AS3X and they gave it safe select, which, it, you know, that's fine. I'll take the AS3X on that plane. It just makes it able to fly in better conditions. No harm done. Absolutely love this airplane. It was my one of my favorites. I have it hanging up over here. I don't let me see if it's I Definitely I can, one of my I'll favorites. I've tried to put it on the camera here a little and bit. And I've
4: honestly shelf-queened it cuz I love it yes, so much. Mine too. Mine too. It's like and I know Chad's was damaged with the the plate yeah, the sun coming in. I I immediately when you showed me this, I texted him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want one. So I wonder if he bought it yet. Or not, yes, because I know he wants one. Right to replace it. that way he would have that beater out on to fly mm-hmm. with us, and then keep his shelf queen if mm-hmm. he wants.
0: Yep. So uh, yeah, they brought back the F four F Wildcat. Um, unbelievable favorite one of my favorites it's a belly lander which i'm really excited so it, it i'm really curious to see down the road if they're gonna bring me a couple people said you know if they're bringing that back why not bring it the uh the mustang, mustang. the bl mustang because again those two planes fly the gunfighter unbelievable yes i'd love to see the gunfighter come back with you know that that foam back then was pretty alligator. i mean if you look at it mike mm-hmm. it was for the time, it was fantastic. Yeah. But now, with their their new formula and the foam looking better and the better paint and everything, uh, wow. I, I'll take both. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: my heart is to that for.
4: Um,
0: it. <laughs> and it, it doesn't do anything fancy.
2: No. It still flies on Even three when cell. You, when
4: you look at it, on like the war scheme and stuff, it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just something I enjoy. Nice
0: like. looking fun airplane to fly that you you know belly to me
4: it almost just seems like it's floating for a warbird to float it's saying a lot i
0: think i don't know uh 1300 and here's the thing mine mine's hopped up as usual but just stock with a stock motor you can put a 1300 um milliamp battery in that thing and that thing will just like you said float like just float Um, So they did put the DSMX uh, receiver in there, 30 amp pro uh, brushless ESC, which I think, I'll have to double check, Andre, but I think the original Wildcat came with an 18 amp or a 25 amp ESC. So they upped the the ESC. 480 size brushless motor, same motor that they've probably been using for years. Durable yep. construction. I mean, it's it is It's I know it's the same one old thing. Plane.
4: I know one thing. I'm definitely flying mine this summer. Yeah.
0: I mean, we are gonna. There's no
4: reason not to at this point that it's available will mm-hmm. relieve my stress level completely, and I know I'm going to have a ton of fun with this plane, knowing yeah. that I can replace it if, if heaven forbid something does happen, catastrophic yeah. or right. whatever. But <laughs> so my uh. question. My question Andre, let me get you. And back what was up the price point cuz they were seen really good priced I thought for what you can. It's uh, decent. 150?
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Um Yeah, cuz you look at the mini
4: version of this and it's like 129. Or I'm like yeah, oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah, you yeah. can get this yeah. the belly lander. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd be buying that before the micro Yo, I think. for sure. And
3: and we looked they they are selling this aircraft with a plug and play. But it's mm-hmm. like twenty dollars cheaper, yes. uh, and so for the extra twenty bucks, you get a receiver already. If you don't want to use a yes. but don't sell it. Right? Um, yes. But it, it seemed value wise, you just pick the darn thing up with the DSMX receiver and you run it. So, right. 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 Um, so know, I, I haven't seen the Canadian yet. Am uh, I going to get one? Is that what the question is? Well,
4: I mean, it'd be fun for me to buy like like say Finley comes down
0: having one for you know what I mean yeah. like a,
4: a at that price it's, so, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's hard it's hard to explain andre good. to you like either fly this one or the mustang it's just one of those yeah. planes you just throw it in your car you pull it out you throw the battery in and it's just flies good it's a fun experience oh. you're you're not it flies well enough that you're not afraid to do you know some inverted or you know what just different maneuvers and it that, looks great in the air I it looks think. great in the I air just um, it's just a fun airplane to fly period there's that's one of my favorite things about it so that's yeah. up to you you know if it's something you <laughs> want to go out and have a, a relaxing fun warbird that you don't have to worry about getting Tim- it in the land yeah. or getting it to take off or anything like that i i just love it now my big question andre i couldn't
4: believe how quiet it was when it I was quiet
0: it Yep. i mean to me
4: it seemed quiet i
0: don't know and the funny thing was when they first brought out you know the the mustang was the first one out and I was buying all the Horizon Warbirds there for a while, and, and I've told this story a million times. First thing I did was hop them all up, pulled everything out, put big motors in. And Pat, yeah. my my other buddy Pat, bought that Mustang. He goes, oh, man, look at this. And he pulled it out. And I was like, what is that thing? You know, is this the belly lander? Uh, you know, and I he flew yeah. that thing. You know, I think we put an 1,800 in it. It flew forever. It flew it looked good in the air, and he was belly landing it and taking it off and doing, you know, uh, like three – three inches off the ground, you know, full throttles. And I was like, that thing is just fun. I went out like the next day and bought one. (laughs) Really? And we used to just fly formation with those things.
4: That had to be so much fun. It was just
0: so much fun. And I've had that plane forever and i'll never get rid of it never
4: i don't know if i've ever flown formation with you with a warbird
0: i don't think too many people do fly formation with, them. Uh, like,
1: with, <laughs> with a va- no.
4: you know what that's a valid point <laughs> i'm not so good at that perspective stuff
0: i don't know they it. want to <laughs> get too close to you like formation i mean you know I, I, you, you, take, take,
2: yeah. <laughs> you like to take people out my oh I,
4: man! I like to do try to do a little wing touch yeah, or something. I or don't formation.
0: mind a wing touch. <laughs> wing touch is okay, but when I'm inverted, and you try to take my whole plane out. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now that I was going for the
4: camera, I wasn't trying formation, and that yeah. like sequence. But, All right, my uh, uh,
3: luck wants to know also about our our World War One revival as well. So yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, I uh, uh I did have an email too about something about the uh albatross. Somebody wanted to know if I was still looking or wanted another one and I'm good. I finally got a pristine if here I'll throw the camera on it here real quick. I do have another albatross. That, I was going
4: to say, these are
0: the... Yeah, that one's spare parts. I that see. That one's spare parts. That one's your pristine. Oh, yeah. that's This looks awesome. It does look awesome. Uh, thank you to Adam Drain. He's the one that found it for me down there, and it sat on the shelf. I think it's only been flown a couple times. I mean, he even had dust on it when he brought it up to me. Uh, beautiful. So, yeah, I would like to see some more uh, World War One birds come back.
3: Yep. It's going to be on the F4 app. It's going to be interesting to see what they do because this is their opening by Salvo. So, you know, first off was Hobby King with your 330 and then Horizon followed a couple days later with these re- reveals. So mm-hmm. uh, we know Motion has got a few gems up their sleeves. So yes. It's going to be an interesting 2018. Yeah. Um
4: Now we gotta ask Matt what brought this back to was it our conversations or was it other questions was it
3: other people was a
4: flight test I don't care I just want to know what made them bring that I know we talk a lot about it here's
0: here's the funny thing if anybody remembers I'm gonna say probably two months ago. Uh, I found it on RC groups, and we talked about it on the podcast. Somebody found for a brief moment that plane showed up on their website. I
4: thought I saw that too; that they were telling us.
0: And I don't—I'm guessing it was a mistake, or they were just doing a little teasing. I don't know, but it was yeah, the I talk. That. I know what you're talking. about. It was the talk of the town on RC groups there for a while. Yeah. They're like,
4: "Oh my gosh, it it's Someone, coming yeah, back!" They were real excited, and then I it was nothing, nothing. Nothing came out. Nothing, on and, the and the I was like, well, ah,
0: maybe it was just some rumors or or whatever." So it was cool. To see we it. need to yeah, we need to discuss that more with him. Now Andre, my big question is is same uh motion. You know, they're they're pulling out all these um ducted fan 99. jets for $99. Yep. If they can get in something uh, of around that size with the detail they're doing on these uh jets in the Warbird versions that are belly landers for you know, even around a 100 bucks. Yep. Holy cow, I think they would have a hit on their hands. I really yeah, do. Yeah, no kidding. Even the 105, I think, is already sold out. It was available, I bl- I believe. Yep. I could be wrong, sold and then it out sold again. out. Yes, I, w- I should have bought one. I, I'm, now my friend's got one, I and know. I don't even
4: have and I want one so bad. Oh my gosh.
0: So, our buddy Pat, he pre-ordered one for Christmas, and it did show up. He's got it. Sh- and I'm, like uh, eating my, I'm like spooning my own heart out yeah. looking at this thing. He sent mm-hmm. us some pictures, so I can't wait to go see that thing uh, fly. I've yep. already told him, please Please, please double check that your ailerons aren't reversed. <laughs>
3: Dick, I saw that. Well, if they aren't, if he, if they're not, he's going to find out real quick when he goes pull up elevator too. <laughs> yes, yes. Common <laughs> surface. Uh, I know. I know our friend Eddie Black. Um, he he pinged me one night saying, "Hey, I've got a budget. I'd like to look at another EDF."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so he's picked up a rare, uh, sorry, a free wing Rebel V two. That's mm-hmm. a seventy amp, uh, seventy millimeter 4S. Uh, EDF chat with uh, retracts and flaps, so he's kind of excited about that. And he told me he flew a 90 millimeter Stinger, mm-hmm. so I can't wait um, to see um, to see what uh, what comes up this summer. Myself, I know I'm going to be spooling up to get that 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 beautiful red. Uh, Arrows into the air, and then it's either going to be I'm going to say either an 80 or a 90 later on the year for myself because I've got those big Mm -hmm. success and I want to fill them
0: up with something. So, um, Jason Austin, uh, he, he made a point here. He says, Force RC reissues maybe. Now, I just wanted to throw something out there real quick. We heard through the grapevine, for instance, the rare bear. Uh, Horizon yeah. brought out that rare bear fantastic airplane I actually in person and watching it fly it was awesome my understanding was is they wanted too much money for the licensing fee on that and they wanted I think they said they wanted more money or something so Horizon just said forget it but they didn't want to get rid of the plane so they put it in the RC or the Force RC, and brought it out in just plain white so you can do whatever you want. Now, talking to Matt and it sounds like they want to bring back the Park Zone line. And if you notice, the F4F Wildcat came back as a Park Zone plane. Park Zone, So yeah. I think we're going to see, hopefully in the future, we're going to see more Park Zone stuff come through. You know, they're going to bring it back. So Very I don't good. Know. Yep. All right. That's it. We are... Oh, my gosh, three Andre. Hours. Three hours into this podcast. Yeah. And I, and I, I said, know. I don't feel good today. We'll be lucky to get through an hour and a half. But we're three hours. So I'm sorry. if, <laughs> I guess for the people who Better drive. Enjoy it. Yeah. Went, yeah. Uh, here's your three-hour podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Facebook Live and hanging out for these three hours. like uh, Three-hour
4: tour. Yeah, three-hour <laughs> tour.
0: Uh, thanks, Andre, for coming on, hanging out. Uh, like I said, uh, watch everything on social media we're going to be doing some changes so keep your eye out on on that we'll try to let everybody know and hopefully here in the near very near future we're going to be doing more podcasting and get more content out for you and we're working on some other things hopefully within the next month or so we can uh, talk about that and get more things and products and have more fun and get more interactions and phone so, conversations and possibly. phone conversations so uh, thank you everyone uh, thanks for joining RC after hours. We'll be probably for sure we'll be back in a couple more or in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks is that right? Two. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it'll, every it'll two be. weeks, man. Um, but you never know. We might get things rolling and try a phone-in podcast this week or on the weekend. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to play it by ear and see how it goes. But we'll definitely let you know or put something out there. Um, anything you wanted to add, Andre? Anything that I forgot or I'm missing? Or no, oh,
2: that's it's about it. Up.
0: It, yeah, it definitely is cold out. Um, Mike, I, I think you ought to just go back home and drink some hot chocolate and stay on oh, no, the I'm tree up a tree for You're crazy. Sure. Ew, you I told gotta me I was crazy stand. for flying, but yet you're going to go Ugh. out and sit in a tree stand. <laughs> what? What? I, what? <laughs> He's like, you're nuts. I wouldn't go out there and fly a plane in that weather, and you go out and sit in a tree stand for four hours. True. Well, I see, had another funny story, but I'll save it for next time. All right. Time. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Uh, hanging out on Facebook. We'll be back in a couple weeks, so we'll see you later. See you, guys. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. That was a long podcast.